Dude, how about that Luka Doncic game winner last week? <laughs> Dude, staring it up, bro. I don't know. Are you guys in playoff contention? We are. Dang. Last seed, but we're fighting for those last seeds, man. But I just, I just need, I just need LeBron to come back. What is up? What is going on? This is the CYJ podcast, and this is Charlie. What's going on, people? Josh, how you doing, bro? Joshy. I feel a little weird <laughs> because I am filling in for a DJ Yanko. Yeah, I but good, that. good man. It was a weird weekend here. Um, it was a weird cold front, windy, cold. What the heck, uh, man? <laughs> uh, you're telling me it, it was just odd. But other than that, everything good. What about you, Charlie? How was your that, weekend? It wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Uh, other than watching some Mexican soccer, uh, I'm pretty hyped up. Well. Uh, you know, Mexicans would know it as Este año es el bueno, bro. Is this the year, bro? That's what I want to tell you. Is this the year? You know what? I'm, I'm not going to look. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I not that I'm not as passionate as I once was for my Christmas suit, but I, I'm as passionate. I just don't believe it anymore. No matter how good, <laughs> no matter how good it is, I just They've played with my feelings for so much. Uh, it's bro, just like, you've been let down a lot. Well, to be fair, um, it's just to kind of illustrate it. Um, not as crazy, but for those people who are not into soccer, uh, Cruz Azul, to a certain degree, is much like uh, the Boston Red Sox. Now, it, it hasn't been that long. Right. But the Boston Red Sox, if you guys remember, um, and you don't have to be a, a baseball aficionado, I'm not, but they had not won a, a championship, a World Series for a very, very long time. To a certain degree, not as crazy. Uh, my friend here, Charlie, is a big Cruz Azul fan. Um, and he's been suffering. I'm actually, been suffering. The blue. I'm actually repping the blue, bro. I see that, bro. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm excited. Not for, well, I have been watching Mexican soccer, what I told you before we went on air. Uh, but I'm excited for Chelsea. I'm a, I'm a hardcore Chelsea fan. And we're in even, the semis in the Champions League, bro. But they're not so, even gonna. They're not. They're they're eliminated though. <laughs> bring on Real. No, bro. They're, on Real, bro. No, they're saying no, they're gonna. No, bro. The there's game. still a lot going on, bro. That's Too, canceled, bro. It's a lot, bro. It's don't, a wrap. Don't, don't ruin it for me, bro. Don't you ruin know, it for me. I, I would just say that the one time the Chelsea team finally makes it, the Champions is canceled. Oh, it's, it's been long, bro. Anyway, long anyway, football, 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 football. I, I do have to football. say that if we're gonna relate my mm-hmm. soccer team to a football team, I would say. They're a more popular team than the Buffalo Bills, but I could compare it in the sense that they have made all these championships and they always lose. So that's what I was referring to that. I I just, I won't get my hopes up, you know, but this isn't about, this isn't about soccer. This is about football, football in America, because as we know, football is is a different sport everywhere else outside of Estados Unidos. So bro, it wasn't a, it wasn't too crazy of a week overall. I mean, I think we mentioned it last week. There's not a, there's not a lot of news right before the draft, other than you know, Correct. the Niners are gonna take Clance, the Niners are gonna take Mac Jones, the Niners are gonna take Justin Fields. I, I, I mean, there wasn't much to it. Did you catch anything out there? Anything out there really? No, I mean, other I than you're gonna mention, yeah, you're gonna mention that earlier, but uh, no, man, I think uh, there's a bunch of, I think all the news is revolving around the draft right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are teams gonna do? Who are they going to pick? Who's going to move up? Who's going to trade down? Uh, you always get that weird couple of picks in the top 10 that you're like, what? what and that opens on? the doors for other teams either to come up 
or for a perfect player to land on their lap. So I think that's what's intriguing. Mm. But it's been it's been quiet nonetheless. Aaron Donald cleared his name, of course. I don't know if you caught that. I that's saw something that. that comes up. I saw that. Yeah. So, so that wasn't too crazy, but at least um, you know. I, I have not... to say that I'm gonna I'm I'm kind of curious about that one because and you know how they like when someone sues you for doing something and then it turns mm-hmm. out it's not true, you can sue that person back for like going against your name or trying to defamation or something. But but no, like nothing's come out on that. So you got to wonder if there was like hush, hush money, you know, on the side, you know, just, just say you lie, bro. And I'll, I'll, I'll swing you 50 G's or something like that. I don't I'll, know. I'll hook you up with something. That's the kind know. of sick world that we live in. It is. And then a guy, I mean, I don't know, but Aaron Donald, he's been ejected a few times in the NFL. We know, I mean, there's a reason he's a beast, but you know, the anger in him, you know, but anyway, legally speaking, he's clear. So he's cleared. That that did happen. Another big deal uh, this week. I mean, I guess big deal is the like the the battle that's going back and forth between the NFLPA right now and the NFL owners. Uh, you want to catch up the people on this a little bit? Yeah. So um, it's due to obviously COVID still is running rapid, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, a lot of teams want. I think the NFL, all in all, they want everything to go back to normal. Yeah. Um, you know, having everything kind of normal, having face to face. Uh, you know, draft is coming up, but we have training camps and, and mini camps and all that stuff. So um, the NFL, the, the NFL owners, of course, want everything to go back. And the NFLPA or the Players Association is giving pushback. A lot of players do not, you know, don't want to be exposed in that in that manner. So um, they want to stick to the whole virtual thing, uh, yeah. you know, through Zoom or through through other, you know, mostly it's Zoom. Uh, but of course, maybe some of the coaches, maybe some of the owners are providing pushback for that so we're at a standstill and then i think you add the whole element that maybe some teams want to enforce uh vaccination on Mm -hmm. everybody and their staff and then there's still you know that few players perhaps depending on what your upbringing is that they don't want the vaccination force so you get a you get a bunch of back and forth but basically in a nutshell if i miss something charlie that's that's what's going on That, that that's pretty much it that's pretty much it i think part of the players are arguing that if it worked last year and the players apparently didn't miss a beat and I do have to say that uh, out of the big leagues, you know, you got the baseballs you, of the world, you got the basketballs of the world, you got hockey out there, you got uh, MLS. Mm-hmm. I, not because we're football fans, but the NFL did the best job out of everybody when it came to yeah. They didn't miss a beam, bro. They didn't miss a single game. That, that, I that's... think, you know what, considering, um, I think we have to allude to this, man. Considering the size of the roster and the size of an NFL team involving coaches and trainers and doctors and all the other rest of your staff, uh, you can't compare that to any other any other league. I mean, I'm sure, you know, soccer has a personnel you usually have, you know, you have a 22 man roster technically and you have your reserves, but the yeah. people that travel with you. Right. Uh, it's a lot less. Um, but the NFL really made it work. Uh, they did. And, and and let's face it, that was a time where COVID was running wild you know towards the fall and they made it work they had to tweak a few games here and there uh but kudos to the nfl i personally was hoping that you know that there would be football but i was very pessimistic in the sense i'm like how is it gonna work we both were you know, i remember we had conversations where it was like this ain't gonna happen it's yeah, not yeah man that there's there's no bubble that they're gonna have to travel yeah there's gonna be no fans but there's a lot of you know it's a contact sport yeah. you always get those players that don't give a crap about anything and they're going to do the things their way, but kudos to the NFL and to every NFL team. I know there's a couple of teams that were ramped by COVID, but 
they recovered and they made the most of the situation. So, you know, what caught my attention was the fact that even the bad teams, the teams that were out of contention, because that was my question. What happens when you're out of contention? It's a lot mm-hmm. harder to keep a team disciplined at that point, mm-hmm. but it was pretty good. I, I, I guess it kind of shows that kind of money business that the NFL is, and yeah. you don't get a lot of opportunities in the, in the NFL. So I understand where the players are coming from. They're saying, Hey, mm-hmm. if it worked last year and we didn't miss a beat, why can't we do it again this year? My only take on that is I do feel there is a risk involved if you're a player. Got to remember, if a player happens to be working out in his home and something pops, something tears, something breaks, he's not liable. So that can, in theory, void a contract. So is it worth the risk, in your opinion? It's one of those things you have to outweigh, but that's a good point, Charlie. Um, That's probably why a lot of the owners or coaches want to stress the player being in the facility mm-hmm. uh, for those situations like that. More, more often that player safety, avoiding injuries, a lot of rookies coming in again, how many rookies were put in a, in a very tough situation last year uh, because the exposure wasn't the same, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very different for you to learn virtually than you being like face to face with your coach or your, you know, your trainers and, and, and whatnot. And then being around the guys too. Uh, I, I really think, man, it's crazy, but it's common sense. A lot of these players don't have that. I mean, a lot of the public doesn't have it, but if you fall, if you do what you're supposed to, it, it'll work. It'll yeah. work even having contact, you know, having a mask, avoiding, you know, going to places, uh, trying to limit. I mean, that's your profession. That's what you pick, right? It's only professional for you to, to do that manner and just think outside the box. What decision am I going to make that's going to put my entire team, you know, in a bind? Here's, here's my take on that, just kind of rationing up on what you mentioned and just to finish up and round this conversation up. At the end of the day, you said it. It's their job. You and me have our jobs where we got to go to certain places. We got to wear a mask. You got to do what you got to do. And I'm not trying to get to this whole mask thing. Whether you agree with it or not, dude, just do it. Just do just it. The it's your mask. job. Just, just wear it. Dude, they're in a better situation. They're earning millions of dollars. So it's like, dude, yes. if you just got to wear a little mask and you might have to sacrifice and, and, and maybe eat lunch boxes for a little while, you're still making millions of dollars. So just, just hush, hush and move on. That's simple. But anyway, Agreed. you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not an NFL player. <laughs> Obviously, we're the ones making the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Uh, another big news, it, it actually just popped up this morning. It actually, not that it caught me by surprise. I really thought mm-hmm. he was going to, you know, finish up with the team as a, as a backup somewhere here and there. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith officially retires from the NFL today. It feels like this is one of those retires that is actually going to stick. It's not, doesn't seem like he'll come back from this announcement. Uh, it hits home for me, man. Niner fan here. So yep. uh, I'll, I'll give how you, do you feel. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that, Charlie? I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you dive in. Um, We've been friends for a while. So you were, you and me were mm-hmm. friends back when the whole Kaepernick, Alex Smith era evolved into that benching of Alex Smith. People forget that his final game before he was benched, you know, he was benched because of a concussion. He went 18 mm-hmm. for 19. He he was having his best career season. And I got to wonder if a lot of that Jim Harbaugh decision had to go back to the NFC championship the year before when they lost mm-hmm. against the Giants. He had a bad game. He really did. But if you go back, the Niners had no receivers at that time. Michael Crabtree hadn't developed into anything yet. And it was all Vernon Davis. People kind of think about George Kittle nowadays and think that he's been the best tight end of all time for the Niners. People forget how good Vernon Davis was back in the day. But anyway, not trying to fall off topic. Alex Smith was 
was interesting. It'll he'll always be remembered as the guy that we picked instead of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So, as a Niner fan, that 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 I, I you you know me, I'm a little bit of a realist. I strongly believe, and I'm gonna go with this to the grave, bro. That if the Niners pick Aaron Rodgers with the first overall pick, and 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 the Packers get Alex Smith at the 22nd pick, like they did, I think I'm not saying Alex Smith would have been as good as Aaron Rodgers. But I think Aaron Rodgers is a bust in San Francisco. He did go behind Brett Favre for a few years. So you saw what happened when Alex Smith had a good coach. From that moment on, it's like he had a different career. Very mm-hmm. respectable. Very good. I was I was watching. Dude, he, he earned over $190 million in his career. For a guy that's considered not a bust for being the number one overall pick, he did a good job, man. He groomed Kaepernick. I mean, say what you say about Kaepernick. He led them to a Super Bowl. He groomed Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He's now groomed the locker room in Washington. You know, there's a there's a uh, our our El Paso boy Stephen Montes there. I I saw him today on Instagram. He actually posted and he said thank you for everything you taught me, Alex Smith. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. I think when you talk about a professional, that's what Alex Smith was. So as yeah. a Niner fan, I'm greatly, great, uh, greatly, sorry, uh, thankful for everything he did. I yeah. wish it could have been a little bit better, but ever since he left San Francisco, I still rooted for him everywhere he went. So yeah. kudos to him. Kudos to him. He's a good dude, man. He's a good dude. Uh, uh, it's funny that you say that. Uh, so back where I used to work, uh, my boss, uh, a shout out to Augie. He doesn't listen to this, but uh, he was a big 49er fan, big 49er fan. And um, I remember talking to him at that time and uh, he was pretty upset that uh, Harbaugh benched, uh, went forward with Kaepernick instead of Alex Smith. And, and he, and he was the first one to say, it. I was like, what? Like, yeah, man, you, you're going to see, you're going to see the wheels are going to fall apart. You know, Ka- Kaepernick is good, but he's just a flash in the pan. You know, it's a huge mistake why he why he's why he's benching Smith, and then eventually they moved off from Smith, right? And they yep. they gave Kaepernick the whole, you know, the keys to that offense. So I see where you're coming from. Um, I think he did inherit a very bad situation in San Fran. They didn't coach him. It wasn't until Harbaugh got there that you know, because a lot of people were considering him a bust. Yeah, remember again because you're the number one overall, and you're kind of like what you know, and uh, and a yeah, little note real quick, Josh. Mm-hmm. In a game in the 2010 season, it's mm-hmm. a Sunday night football game. The Eagles are playing mm-hmm. the Niners. Alex Smith is like his final chances a year. He's having a terrible game, right? Again, terrible offense, mm-hmm. and Candlestick starts screaming, "We want David Carr. We want David wow. Carr." He was our backup back then. That shows you how low Alex Smith had actually fallen before this whole. Anyway, but carry Man, on. He, no, it, again, it illustrates the point, right? I mean, he inherited some rough stuff. Uh, he made the most out of that situation. And kudos for Harbaugh too. And kudos to Smith because he got that that ship turned around quick. Uh, you know the but but it go, it goes back to show you personnel is important in the NFL, and so is coaching. Coaching matters, and so <clears throat> so does a comparable like a, a competent. GM that surrounds yourself with good talent and the coach that, you know, fits not necessarily the player fitting the scheme of the coach, but rather the other way. Yep. Okay. What does this player do good? You know, and, and how can I cater to, to the things that he does well? So yeah, man, Alex Smith, a professional, uh, you know, he groomed Kaepernick, uh, you know, you said it yourself. He went to KC. He did the same one year off with Mahomes. 
Sure and he won a lot, a lot in KC, by the way. And he did. The his knock was similar to San Fran is the fact that he couldn't get him over the hump and the offense was very like limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily because he was limited physically. I just think he didn't, you know, he didn't have that cannon of an arm. You know, he was very safe with the football. I don't want to go as far as saying he he was Teddy Bridgewater before there was a Teddy Bridgewater. He Absolutely. was really smart. He was cerebral. He, he knew what he needed to do. He'll take the two or the three yard, you know. So he was a smart dude. I, I just think, uh, you know, it just didn't work out for I, him. I, but I, he had a good career. You know what? I, I have to say that part of the reason that Alex Smith became who he became, the whole conservative kind of player, you know, one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time, mainly because he was so conservative, mm-hmm. had to have been because of how damaged he had to have been in San Francisco. After going yeah. through all those years, you start limiting and you start being smart and you figure out, you know, I can't go deep. So even when he had all the talent in the world, it must have been hard for him to read those kind of plays because he never had it. It's hard yeah. for a player to still be good after eight years of having terrible seasons. Yeah. So no, props props to Alex Smith. Um, I'm, I'm happy that, I'm happy. Hey, he, he survived. He almost lost his life. And he, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That, that, that in itself. And, and you know what, it just, it just speaks violence to him because even going through a situation like that, he still wanted to come back and play. Yeah. And, and he did. And a lot of people were like, Oh, you know what they would see him, especially in that bad offensive line in the Washington football mm-hmm. team. But uh, it speaks volumes to, to the kind of dude that he is. Yep. And, and just to, to, to wrap this puppy up as well. Um, this is a perfect example, that draft, perfect example of what happens, not just by you drafting a quarterback with talent, but where mm-hmm. you draft him. We're about to go into a draft where we know Trevor Lawrence is going one. All the reports mm-hmm. are saying Zach Wilson is going number two. And the real question is, where are the Niners going at number three? I think you and me can both agree that if any of these quarterbacks, any of these quarterbacks, they're wishing they're all going to fall to number three to Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Why? Because after the first year, you know, we all know Trevor Lawrence is the best. But the NFL is, what have you done for me lately? Quick, 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 quick. So next thing you know, these Jaguar fans get Trevor Lawrence. He might not have a good situation because we know they're not destined to be the best situation right now. Mm -hmm. You got to be patient. And suddenly, a a player like the – a team like the Niners draft his quarterback. He does wonders his first year or second year, depending on what happens with Garoppolo. And everyone's going to start screaming, you know what? This guy's better. You should have drafted him. Guys, you settle down. And I'm saying this right now, yep. settle down. It all comes down to what situation you land. So I, I mentioned yep. it again, Aaron Rodgers, who knows what would have happened if he goes number one. But as much as as that's one of the biggest mistakes in, in Niner history, I'm not going to say that because the Niners organization was a mess back then. So I don't think it would have made a difference. But anyway, Alice Smith, uh, good luck in your retired career, my friend. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so one of the topics that we want to talk about today is kind of looking to the NFL teams as they are right now. Uh, we're going to break it down into three categories. Number one is who has the best win now situations in the NFL right now? So who's in a win now mode? Okay. After that, it's kind of similar, but but you'll notice how there's a difference between win now and who's better equipped for the next three years. So that'll be the next topic that we'll talk about. We're going to go into who's better prepared as a franchise for the next three. We're going to go into the top three. And lastly, we're just going to basically go into which are the three franchises in the NFL that basically have zero plans moving forward? Now, we didn't discuss who the teams we thought were going to be. So I have my three. You have your three. We might connect the dots on some of them, but let's expand. So I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the, the stage, uh, Josh, for the first. I don't know if you want to go with your first three or you're just going to go one and one and kind of go from that. 
It's up to you. Take it. So best way I, I probably, it's the same thing you said, but I did to make it a little bit easier. I don't know if you did such a thing or if you included all 32 teams, but I'm going to pick three from the NFC and then three from the AFC. Okay. So basically I, six. So um, I just did three. So I went overall. Okay. So, and that's fine though, because at the end of the day, that, that, uh, it'll save us on time anyway. So I don't, I, no right. problem on that. So go ahead, go ahead on, go ahead and give us your three from the AFC. So, okay. So AFC, uh, top three. Um, I think now they're in win now, no matter what. And number one is a pretty obvious Casey, the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, it's not going to get easy, any easier in the sense of cap room. It's not. So they're in win now. They, they have to win now. Uh, a lot of it is going to depend if they can retrieve these players, if they can re-sign, add more pieces, but that Mahomes contract is looming. So KC is in win now. Another one that I believe is in win now, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up. The next two that are in win now, in my eyes, number one are the Browns. Why the Browns? Wow. Because they're going to have to pay Baker Mayfield. Okay. They're going to have to pay him. The, and, and we already know that once you pay your rookie quarterback, after that, it becomes that much harder to surround, to attract free agents because you're not paying them all that much. So mm-hmm. it's in win now. And I think they understand that situation. I could see and that. I think there was even a stat where it says that aside from Tom Brady, uh, teams have a higher chance if they hit on their quarterback uh, if in that Super Bowl window, if you're loaded. Uh, you know, the, the four to five year. So uh, Russell before, Wilson, you know, exactly. Yeah. Fifth year option. Um, so, so that's uh Cleveland and my next is Buffalo. Uh, okay, I think wow. Buffalo's in win now too. Why? Because of the same situation, but also uh, two of the teams are in rebuild. Miami's on the come up. I'll mention Miami right now. And new England seems that they're kind of not going away. So Buffalo's loaded right now. Now's the time to win. It's not to, well, we won the division last year. It's a stepping stone. We made the AFC championship. We're set. No, they're in win now because they have it. They have their player in a rookie contract. Uh, they, they went and got pieces for him and they're loaded. It's win now. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are my three from the AFC. I'll let, I'll let you go before so I So I didn't do, I didn't, like I said, I didn't mention it like that. I just right. did three. And in, in mm-hmm. my three that I put, I only have one from the AFC, actually. So in, okay. in my scenario, I only got the Kansas City Chiefs. It's an obvious okay. situation. I am going to put a little asterisk next to the Chiefs. And here's okay. why. People are exaggerating. I think we've already talked about it in the past. Exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Did you see what Patrick Mahomes got? He got a half a billion dollar contract. Nice. He did. He did. But he got it over 10 years. And no, yeah. his contract hasn't even started. If you ask me. I think the Chiefs had done an amazing deal by that. And by doing that, you have put yourself in a situation where you're able to move that money around very mm-hmm. easily and gives you an opportunity to keep extending your window. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I'm putting a little asterisk there. And I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. If there's a team that needs to win now, it's Kansas City. Why? Because you got everything around you perfectly. You do. Mm-hmm. You got Patrick Mahomes in this. And he hasn't even his prime. That's what's crazy. But it's win now. Absolutely. It's Your other two teams, um, I, I, if I'm going to go into the AFC and just kind of mention it on what you, what you touched, mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like it. I really do. The Browns, I have to say this with, with Cleveland. I'm glad you brought it up because that's the question with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. He's good for you. You know, he's a great quarterback at a rookie salary. You, you, now the question begs to ask is, is he good at 25? Is he good at 30 million? when he's getting that much hit on, on your cap. So I, I hadn't thought about it that way. So kudos to you, Josh, for bringing it up because I hadn't really thought about it that way. So 
it caught me by surprise at first when you said it, but I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It, and it's crazy. Gonna... Isn't it crazy how um, your expectations quickly change yeah. once you see big picture? I mean, who would have thought Cleveland's in win now? Cleveland was a dumpster fire of a franchise. They hit on so many draft picks. They had a constant coaching carousel. Mm-hmm. But when you raise expectations and people start believing and you all the moves you start making start to make sense, you understand why they're doing it. They hit on their head coach. Hey, hey, those expectations first, are different now. At first, I was thinking, man, Josh is just doing clickbait here. He's just uh, pulling off. <laughs> but no, no, I, I like it. I am going to disagree right. with you on your last one, uh, the Buffalo right. Bills. And, and the reason I go with that is that's my first pick for the next category. So I'm not going to expand mm-hmm. on that just to leave that okay. conversation for right now. But we'll how do. about I start with the NFC since I have the two teams for the NFC. So Should number one, I, I'm sure you have it as well. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's absolutely there is no doubt in my mind that Tampa Bay is win now. Tom Brady, ironically, I guess Tom Brady's been in win now for like the last 10 years. You've been thinking he's he's gonna retire. No, I don't know. He's doing goatish things, man. Dude, all 22 starters are back. All 22. And you add the fact that they got a first round pick, they still got a pick. So they're gonna people don't realize how crazy that is. What is the first thing that happens? God. When a football team wins the Super Bowl the following year and has all these impending free agents, everyone wants to get paid, and everyone gets exactly. paid everybody else. leaves. Yeah, everybody leaves, but not in Tampa. Why? Yeah. Because of Tom Brady, and that's Tom where, Brady, and that's where you got to realize that thirty-one teams in the NFL, including the Patriots, got to be bumping their heads. Got to be bumping their heads because it doesn't matter. I, I guess except maybe Kansas City, mm-hmm. you got to be wondering like, why the heck did we not do everything to get this man? Because he's a magnet for talent. <laughs> yeah, he is, man. So he's like the he's he's kind of like um he's doing LeBron James things over in football. Yeah, you know LeBron James. Uh, not to get into basketball, but we know yep. everywhere he goes, you know, greatness follows. And whether you think he's a goat or not, that's for another topic. But he surrounds himself with good players, and when players go play in LeBron James teams, they understand what's at stake. We're gonna, we're here to win rings. We're not here to, you know, get the scoring title to win MVPs. No, we're here to, to win the games that matter. And Tom Brady has, it's crazy how he's implemented that, but in the football field, which yep. is crazy. And but it's funny because I'm glad you mentioned that because just going a little bit into basketball, but you think about like everything that's going on with the Nets right now with the, the crazy, amazing team they built. And then you look yeah. at someone like the Lakers now, I'm a Lakers fan or whatever, but it just kind of shows that. You know, the Tom Brady's S to the world. You saw what happened with Kansas City. They're the flashy, beautiful team. Mm-hmm. And they just got shown in the Super Bowl. So interesting stuff. Indeed. So I'm just going to I'm just gonna mention my second team, though, real quick. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers. So Green Bay Packers are in an absolute win mode. I think even – it's crazy, but I think the Packers are in a bigger win mode now than Tampa Bay. This might be Aaron Rodgers' final year in Green Bay. And, and, and I hate to get into this conversation again, but Jesus, how – how in the world is Aaron Rodgers possibly in his last year in Green Bay? Do, how, how does that happen? You're talking about, you know, okay, Aaron, I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes and obviously Tom Brady. That's mm-hmm. it, man. There's no, Russell Wilson, I guess you can kind of argue it, but no, I would take Aaron Rodgers any day of the week. And, and agreed. And so, so the thing is, they're in win now because they're, they, they're going to go with Jordan Love. Because it seems to it me seems like, that way, right? It the, seems the, that it, way. Even though the team is not saying anything, everything, everything that they're doing, all the little jabs they're taking, that's what it seems like. Yeah. That you so, know what? 
We and, drafted and, love, so and we're that's going the with thing love. That as a Green Bay Packers fan, you got to want. They got to be thinking. And as Packers fans are probably thinking, you know what? We had we had Star, and then we had Brett Favre, and then we had Aaron Rodgers. So that must mean that Jordan Love is going to be great. I, I hate to break it to you guys, that's not that how the NFL happen, works. Man. That doesn't no. work. I, 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 they're in win-win-out mode. They have to, and Aaron Rodgers. I, I am tempted to say that Aaron, unless he wins the Super Bowl, he's not back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, those were your, so your three teams because you did it different, right? Yeah. You said KC, Tampa, and Green Bay. And, and, and you know then, what, Josh, just a note, if I had to say mm-hmm. which one was number one, I would actually go Green Bay. Green Bay is in the Green most win-out mode. Yeah. Got it. And then I had said, uh, and I, I broke it down a little bit different. Okay. AFC is uh, the Chiefs, the Browns, and the Bills. Mm-hmm. So in the NFC, I completely agree with you. Tampa Bay win now because all the pieces are there. Um, we're, we're, we're just waiting on the GOAT to just hang it up. He, he's, it seems that he wants to play till 45. So they're in win now. They have everything loaded, and they're only going to get better with uh, the pieces they add in the draft. Uh, I agree with you also in Green Bay. Uh, they're in win now because of all the reasons you stated. And my third team to win now um, are the Rams. Uh, I feel that the Rams, uh, they're a great organization. I think they're one of the ones that have really rattled everybody's cages in regards to moving on. Moving on and trading all your your future assets for players now, like in win now mode. (laughs) They're you and Madden. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> we, uh, we, we do a lot of the same similar things, but uh, I think the Rams now seem to uh, have gone all in. I think what was holding them back really was a quarterback situation. Absolutely. And now that they turned the page, they want to, they got themselves a player that they feel is an upgrade, which is Matt Stafford. Uh, they already have all the pieces. They have the pieces on defense. They have the pieces on offense. Uh, they're only going to get better. They're not going to get better through first, uh, first round picks. But the later picks, they seem to be have hit, kind of hit stride on them. So that division is only going to get better. So that's mm-hmm. why I feel that they're in win now. Let me ask you something, Josh. What, considering that you're mentioning that they're win now, what happens? Just hypothetical. I don't believe it's going to happen, but I could see it happen. What happens if the Rams miss the playoffs? I don't think they they. I don't think they put McVeigh in the hot seat. I don't I think, think McVay, so. Either. McVeigh's just kind of like Shanahan. He's he's there for the long haul. As, mm-hmm. as he's one of those coaches, is gonna like Mike Tomlin. Um, you know, like you're patient Andy no Reed. matter what. Yeah, they're there yeah, until yeah, they want to be there. Until they want to be there. Until they mentally check out or they want to look at you know change the scenery. That's completely on them. Do, I mean, does coaching get stale after a while? Yeah, uh, but if they don't make, I, I think they're patient. Uh, I think ownership really trusts the GM and the head coach. And although they, they win and got all these assets, I think they're, they're, they'll, they'll sit on it. Think so? they, they won't, they, they won't blow it up. I have to say that I, I, I respect to the GM because it, it felt like two, it feels like they've been on win mode for like the last, ever since they had that first crazy year where they made the Super Bowl or the first year actually where they lost in the playoffs and then they made the super year Super Bowl the following year. But with the amount of moves that they've made, it feels like they were in a really bad cap situation. We actually have a good friend, Freddie. Shout out to Freddie. Because he's, sure. he's, he's explained it to us a few times where yep. they were in cap hell. So they kudos were. to their GM that has figured it out. Uh, I don't know. As, as a Niner fan, I hope that it blows up in their face. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> 
but uh, it's crazy, man. They paid a lot of players, uh, and you know, Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, now Ramsey. Um, they played a lot of players not early, but they paid them really good money, and they don't fear. You know what? We're not we're not obliged to be prisoner in the moment and keep you because we owe you all this money. I respect work out deuces. Mm-hmm. A good luck to your future endeavors. Turn the page. We'll, we'll bring somebody else in. And I see, I think that's a lot of teams are, are so are, are held captive by that. You know, mm-hmm. they, they load up like, you know, not an example. Uh, and we'll see this year, but Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, yeah. they paid him all this money. He was, he, he's been on the decline. Ironically, already trending for a couple of years when he was rated the best back in football could be a lot of different things, right? Not going to get it. Not going to get into it. But if you ask Jerry Jones, Hey, Jerry Jones, you have to cut Ezekiel Elliott. What would he say? Nope. Amari Cooper, the same thing. He just paid him a, a boatload. What was he going to say? No. Nope. Demarcus Lawrence. Nope. Yeah, no. Nope. <clears throat> and, and, and these other GMs are like, you know what? It is what it is. We made is a mistake. It, is it because the Rams have started this because the NFL didn't I think so. I think the Rams, I think are, so. I think the Rams have actually made GMs realize like, you know what? You don't, and I had something that I mentioned, you don't correct the mistake with a mistake. And by correcting a mm-hmm. mistake, you're probably thinking, ah, you know what? We're gonna, we are not going to waste more money. We got to just mm-hmm. finish out the contract. No, just go. Think it. of it like this. Okay. So to a similar situation, the Rams did what the, what the Niners did this year when they went to go get Jericho. Yeah. No, no, no. So, so you, they were, they were in a tough situation, yeah. right? No, no, they were I like, agree. What, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. We have to trade up. Okay. Back, you're talking back in farm. that draft, right? Back yes. in that draft. Yeah. 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 Not right now, but I'm saying in the past. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, they went all in, they had to reconstruct that team out of nowhere. Remember not too long ago, a lot of people forget. Remember that guy, Steven Jackson, that guy was a freaking beast oh of running God. back. That's six, all they had. Six, two beast. That's all they had, dude, and poor guy, they ran him out of town because that's all they would do. Just hand them the ball, hand them the ball. So the, the situation that they inherit was a mess. Now you would figure, okay, maybe draft capital is a way to go. And no, they, he, they just turned the page on it. And, and this is kind of like a, like, like a renaissance, right? A renaissance of, of things that, that before in the NFL were, were not, oh, why would you do that? Why would you give up your picks or gold? No, the Rams are like, you know what? So-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so come over here. We, we got it. They went to go get Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. You know, they cut away Todd Gurley. They trade away Brandon Cooks, like, with no hesitation. And, and you know and what? It's, it's awesome. Yeah, no, but it's a good idea when you think about it. It's it, you, There's two sides of it, you know, right? Mm-hmm. One could argue, well, those two first-round picks, you could get two Jalen Ramseys. Well, the mm-hmm. odds are you're not going to get two Jalen Ramseys. Right. The Rams are the type of team that says, the talent is proven. I want it. I'm going to get mm-hmm. it. I don't care what mm-hmm. it costs because that's uncertainty. I'm going to go for certainty. So that's the, and you know, the cool thing too. The cool thing too, is that they're not afraid to pay their players. Yeah. So that's, that, that, that speaks well to the locker room or cut them. if you're achieving well or, or cut them. Right. But at least the player gets, gets paid, yep. you know? So they're not one of these teams like, Oh, we're not going to pay you that amount of money. No, you're crazy. The market is not that. No, they overinflate the, the market and then they release the players and they trade them. Hey, it's it's a great thing. And heck, the Saints have been doing it for like 15 years. They've been in cap hell. And <laughs> apparently it doesn't make a difference. So I guess the Rams can keep pulling it no. off. All right, let's go to the second category. Uh, in this situation, um, who's better prepared as a franchise for the next three years? In this scenario, I got one NFC team, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have two AFC teams. 
So I'm going to let you go first. Okay. So I'm going to go with the NFC team and I'm going to put a big fat asterisk next to it. I don't want to sound like a Homer, but I do feel the Niners are the best team in the NFC prepared for the next couple of years. Why? Okay. So look at the Niners in the last two years. They end up drafting Nick Bosa because they were, why they weren't as bad as people think the year before that Jimmy Garoppolo was lost to a torn ACL week three. They end up being mm-hmm. the, wor- the the second worst team in the NFL. Thankfully, the Cardinals go get uh, Kyler Murray. They end up with Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. What happens when Nick Bosa comes in and Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy the entire season? They make the Super Bowl. Okay, fast mm-hmm. forward the following year. The Niners are expected to make the Super Bowl again. Call it Super Bowl hangover, whatever. You know, we can get into that argument. It's true. It happens. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt. What happens? They miss out on the playoffs. So now you fast forward to this year. You start seeing the similarities. When Jimmy Garoppolo's on the field, they make the playoffs. When he's not on the field, they miss the playoffs. But Jimmy Garoppolo is handicapped. You know, he 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 has a he has a floor and he has a ceiling. That's 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 what it is. Mm-hmm. So what do the Niners go out and do this offseason? They go and they trade all their future, kind of like what you mentioned with the Rams. And who are they who are they gonna draft? That's where my asterisk comes in. The big mm-hmm. fat asterisk. I already talked about it last week. Agreed. But if you go Mac Jones, everything I just said, I, and you know what? And, and like I said last week, I, I'm just going to say this again. If the Niners go Mac Jones, I'm not going to throw fit. I'll be upset, but I'm not going to throw fit because who am I to say that Kyle Shanahan is wrong? I mean, I, at the end of the day, who would, it, 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 let's put it this way. Would you talk, would you, in this era, would you draft Tom Brady? Probably not. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. If Tom Brady played like he does right now, but in college, you wouldn't draft him. You wouldn't no. draft him. Yet, what is Tom Brady doing right now to team still? Shredding him. Now, now, I'm not excusing. I don't want Mac Jones because my argument with the whole Mac Jones is you could have picked him at 12 without having to trade any mm-hmm. assets. That's my beef with the whole Mac Jones. It's not that Mac Jones couldn't be the future of the organization. But putting that aside... You go get mm-hmm. yourself a toy like Trey Lance or you get yourself a guy like Justin Fields mm-hmm. or heck, something were to happen and Zach Wilson somehow falls and the Jets screw it up. Mm-hmm. This team is destined for good things. You put in a guy that's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, watch out in the NFC. Granted, that big fat yeah. asterisk is there because if they pick Mac Jones and it doesn't work out. Mm. Now, I think you brought a good point, and I don't want to go off subject and no, I'll no, let you fine. wrap up your thing. But I, I think this is where it gets misconstrued a little. Because when we think of athletic quarterback, we probably think Robert Griffin III. We probably think Cam Newton. We probably think Lamar Jackson. Athletic doesn't mean just take off and run. Exactly. No. Athletic, athletic has a lot of a lot of different meanings depending on your trade. The ability to roll out of the pocket, to be able to throw on the run. You know, some of these some of these things that these quarterbacks do. Would you consider uh, Matthew Stafford athletic? I think he's underrated. I think so, too. I think he is. A, he is him. a little athletic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so it could be a little bit misconstrued, but I completely agree with your point. We're moving on to a direction. Not that uh, the NFL quarterback has to roll out of the pocket and take off and run like Lamar Jackson. No, mm-hmm. it's having the ability of extending the play by being athletic enough avoid the sacks coming or the pressure coming buy your team more time and be able to make a rocket throw or an athletic throw down the field or a short field. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these quarterbacks are. And it's right. Tom Brady now, like that prototypical doesn't work in the NFL. No. Right 
And, but it doesn't, but does it? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, yeah, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah. Because, because Tom Brady's still working right now. Because but, but that's end, not, yeah. you don't, no. you don't go in there and say, no. oh, well, I want a, a Tom Brady, a Peyton Manning prototypical <laughs> statute of quarterback that just sits in the pocket. And that was an old school yeah. mentality. I don't want him. If you can't, I want, I want a guy that can't move. No, you don't want no, that. No, no, no. Exactly. You want a guy that can do everything. Now, correct. He, who's to say, and again, not trying to fall off topic, but it's draft season, so we can kind of talk about it a little bit. You know, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. They say Kyle Shanahan sees things. He's really good at seeing stuff in the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who's to say he sees that they're busts? You know, because w- this is the other side, and this is what I kind of tell myself as the Niner fan. Mm-hmm. You draft Trey Lance, and then he's a bust. And then Mac Jones goes off to have a great career. Are people criticizing Kyle Shanahan? Dude, they're going to criticize him now for saying, why didn't you pick Mac Jones? You know, it, it, it's it's a tough situation if you're Kyle Shanahan. It is. You ask me. It, it it's, is. It's, it's interesting. All I have to say, once again, is if, if you're in the Niners and you wanted to get Mac Jones, I don't see why you have to go all the way to number three, unless you absolutely believe that he's the next Tom Brady. That's simple. Correct. But anyway. So that, that, was, your, that was one of your better prepare for the next three years kind of thing. What are yes. your other two, Charlie? Uh, my other tour in the AFC, one of them are okay. going to be the, the Buffalo Bills. I mentioned it. Uh, I disagreed with you. Why? Uh, Josh Allen is a quarterback, young quarterback, still on a, on a, on a rookie salary. salary. Uh, for the next two to three years, it'll still be cheap to maintain this team. It is mm-hmm. young on offense. It is young on defense. Mm-hmm. And they're only getting better. And I like their coach. Sean McDermott is, has completely revolutionize his team i do have to side with you on the side of the miami dolphins being on 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 on, on the trend up and the come up but the reason i'm not too worried about them if you ask if i ask you right now tua or josh allen josh allen exactly and that's why and that's the reason i'm not really concerned however sean mcdermott or or bill belichick that's where I do get concerned. And that's where it does trouble me. It's going to be, it's almost going to feel to me like the Patriots are going to be like that little rock inside your shoe. That's just bothering you and bothering you and bothering you. Not that the Patriots are going to do a lot. I don't think, I really don't think they're going to win it, but, mm-hmm. but I can see your point. But other than that, I, I just think the Buffalo bills are, are equipped to continue being a very good franchise for the next couple of years. If they don't win a Super Bowl in the next five years, I'd be shocked. I'd be very surprised. I really, I really, really would. Or at least make the Super Bowl and then lose again by a wide right. Oh, dagger to any Bills fans that out there. That would suck. And my last one, uh, Yanko would uh would probably get a little upset, but I would I'm gonna go the Los Angeles Chargers. Dude, Justin Herbert. Shocker. I, I'm not gonna say much. Justin Herbert. He's on a rookie contract. He's only been in the NFL one year. He's already tearing mm. it up, and they're building a good defense. What did they do in this offseason? They went and they 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 beefed up the offensive line. They got a beast running back. They got two beast receivers. One of them's Mike Williams. <laughs> See what I did there? Wow. And, <laughs> um, Terrible. Yeah. And, and underrated, pi- underrated pickup. Uh, they picked up the tight end that was with the uh, with the Saints. Um, this guy, he's a Jared little bit Cook. older. Jared Cook. So has been in every NFL team. Pretty much. Remember, yeah. when, he, remember when he was a bust in, in the Tennessee Titans? Crazy Even stuff. with the Rams, man. Yeah. The Rams. Yeah. He had like little glimpses. Yeah, he's a very inconsistent player, but yeah, I see where you're coming from. Okay, so my uh, mine are gonna actually gonna be uh, because I think this is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick from both. I'm not gonna okay. pick six, so I'm gonna okay. pick a total of three. Okay. Um, my first one is Miami. Uh, okay. Miami's in a really good con- uh, situation. 
it's it seems that they hit they hit on their head coach, which was Miami's biggest question mark. Uh, the trial is still out on Tua, uh, but I think they have a lot of draft capital. Miami does uh, to make to make more moves. Uh, they they drafted well. They picked up great free agents. Not all of them have hit, but it, but it seems that you already see the identity of that team: play hard, play disciplined defense, and you know the quarterback situation is still in a little disarray. But it goes to show you they won with Fitz and they won with Tua. Yeah. And, and quarterback situation is very important, but it seems they have their philosophy down. They understand what they need to do, and they play in a good division, and they have a lot of draft ammunition. Josh, so can I ask they, you something concerning the, concerning the Dolphins? Talking mm-hmm. a little bit about your philosophy that you like about the Rams. You know, we made mm-hmm. a mistake. Let's move on. The right. Dolphins have the number six pick. Mm-hmm. If for some reason the Falcons, you know for a fact they're not going quarterback, mm-hmm. would it shock you if they traded up and just got themselves no a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance and just no would that immediately change even would you, would that just make this team even better in your eyes? I think so because they're not prisoner in the moments. Uh, they they're they're adapting to it. They they're they're realistic with themselves. They're not they they obviously understand what they have in the locker room mm-hmm. in the quarterback room. And if they can get an update or an upgrade from one of these rookies that they feel that would fit well, by all means. Yep. So absolutely. So Miami's one of them for all those points. Another one, I think I might shock you, okay. uh, but Tennessee, no, y- you know what Tennessee's going to do. T- Tennessee's going to run the ball down your throat and their coach and, and try to stop me. And you know, Mike Vrabel's uh, he's obviously, Shown us that he knows how to coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know what? What they did to Ryan Tannehill, and I know there's a bunch of OCs perhaps that, you know, uh, had something to do with that. But in Miami, he was already washed up under Adam Gay. Well, not Adam Gaze. Uh, I forget yeah. who the other head. No, no. Adam Gaze, right? Adam, Adam Gaze. Adam Gaze. He was washed up. They released him. He goes to Tennessee. As a backup. Uh, starts as a backup. Mariota was the dude. Uh, and Mike Vrabel, what did he do? Not prison the moment. Bench him, let's start Tannehill. And they took off. And they weren't a one-hit wonder because that year they were good. And then last year they were good too. So I, they have a couple of pieces in play. They got to work their defense. But I think Tennessee, Tennessee is here, but because they have a sense of direction. You know what the Tennessee Titans do. And you know what they need to improve on. But you don't understand, well, what are they? What do they do? No, you understand their identity. Run, run hard, you know, play yeah. disciplined defense. They have to improve on defense and, you know, have Tannehill make good throws, roll out, play action. So ten, Tennessee. Here's, here's the other Before one. you go on to the last one, I just want to note mm-hmm. something because I like the fact that you mentioned Tennessee. Because when you think mm-hmm. about Tennessee, you think about one player. Mm-hmm. Derek Henry. All right. Thank you. So this is where it's interesting real quick because we already talked about Who's the best quarterback in the NFL right now? The, the, the one player that makes everyone around them better. Everybody wants to go play with that guy. Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady. And, and you think about Tom Brady, prototypically, you don't draft that quarterback anymore. You don't go for that kind of player anymore. Right. Now you look at, is it safe to say that Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL right now? Probably. He probably is. He's the most complete back. He is. He is. Easy. He, he's, not, he's not Christian McCaffrey and he's not Kamar. Mm-hmm. But those guys are more slot running backs, if you ask me. They're not mm-hmm. really your the pound and you know kind of player. That's the, that's 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 fantasy football best. Correct. But it's kind of funny that these two positions, you probably wouldn't draft Derrick Henry high, and you wouldn't draft a Tom Brady high. 
mm-hmm. yet they're the two most impactful posi- players to their team. You know what I mean? You didn't say, I just think it's kind of weird. Yeah. You wouldn't draft these kind of players, but without these players, these teams would be absolutely nothing. The Titans would be nothing without Derrick Henry. And I think it helps out too that they play in a division where – there's a lot of disarray and I'll jump into that right now, but they play in the AFC South. I'm not going to dive into it because that's going to, you know, go into my next point. No, 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 for sure. Um, but uh, I think they play in a very winnable division. Uh, the only other team that is an instant threat are the Colts. Yeah. And that brings me to my last team. Okay. The Colts. Now, what? this is going to sound, oh gonna sound a little, a little <laughs> weird. Okay. Cause you know that I'm not big on Carson Wentz. I'm not, I'm not. But how that team is built, you know, from top to bottom, from a great head coach to a great GM, they're very smart. They're very cerebral. uh, And we'll see if the Carson Wentz experiment works. But I feel that not that if they plug any quarterback there, it would work. But, heck, dude, they did it with Phillip Rivers. Bro, they did it with Jacoby Brissett. It's not to take any credit away from Phillip Rivers because he had a great career. Mm -hmm. That guy is as immovable as a snail, bro. And he made it work. Now, they did it with Jacoby Brissett, too. It's too bad Luck retired. I think Luck would have worked perfectly. And the Colts could have been a perennial juggernaut, you know, for all these years. But, again, you understand the identity of the Colts. Mm -hmm. They play great defense, and, and they have great offensive weapons. They have a great offensive line. They've invested their money well. They haven't made a lot of a uh, splashy free agent, you know, obviously Buckner. Yeah. But I'm saying, you know, they're not the, the overspending team. No. They they have a lot of homegrown talent and 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 they grow with it and they craft it and then they pick up pieces from here and there and they draft well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why the Colts. Now, there's an asterisk here. Uh, and there could be possibly a fourth team. And my fourth team is San Fran. And it's the same points that you that you said right now. Uh, I'm still a little weary what they're going to do at quarterback. Uh, we know that Jimmy Garoppolo does not play 16 games. We don't, and yep. and we know he's he's an above average quarterback in my eyes. He's good enough for you to win. That you know, and everywhere else that team is loaded yep. from defense to offense. They've drafted well. I already had told you the praise that I give to Kyle Shanahan, and I'm not trying to, you know, uh, give you the warm and the fuzzies because <laughs> you're a Niner fan. No, no, no but, but it's I, realistic. Yep. The real realism, right? Uh, but I think the asterisk is is right where you hit it. What are they going to do at quarterback? Yeah. What are they going to do? You mortgage the future. We understand how a lot of teams view that now. We we already covered the Rams, what they did, but what are you going to do at quarterback? And and the That's thing the is, million dollar question. And it's funny because. As fans, we or, or, or as fans, and, and and in life in general, sometimes they say, if you don't if you don't gamble, you don't win. You know, it's that simple. So with Correct. this it, with this situation, the Niners, you can almost argue they they would have been in a good situation if they don't move. Even if they don't draft the quarterback, you could kind of say like, you know what, we'll try with Garoppolo in another year and see what happens. Right. And the pressure, even if it fails, you could have just said like, you know what, well, Jimmy Garoppolo always gets hurt. This is it. And let's wrap it up and we'll move on to next year. But Kyle Shanahan is going all in. He's saying Mm -hmm. we can really be good. But he's also by doing that, putting himself in a, putting yourself, not that you're putting yourself in the hot seat, but you you know, so I I like it. I I like it, bro. It's a, it's a, it's absolutely good point. Real quick on the Colts team, because you mentioned it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's funny because once again, it kind of goes back. 
the guys that are taking the hit for the Carson Wentz are the Eagles. So the, the Colts don't necessarily, they're not necessarily married to him. So if it mm-hmm. kind of comes back to what you've been saying that you don't trust Carson Wentz, I believe in Carson Wentz, but let's say it doesn't work out. It would mm-hmm. only cost him a second round pick because if we remember it's a conditional first conditional second. So right. if the Colts are ultimately cutting Wentz, more than likely they gave up a second because they didn't work out. That experiment right. didn't work out. And at that point, well, they go in and they get a, a nice little a young dude next year and they move mm-hmm. on from that. So I like it. Correct. I like it. Okay. I think you and me are going to be very similar in the last one. But I don't Zero know. plans, bro. Zero, Zero plans. If you're a fan of these teams, <laughs> you are almost watching Mexican soccer instead of watching the NFL. <laughs> that's, how, that's how bad your franchise is right now. Uh, it, it, you and me have to agree on the first one, I think. What is it? Talk to I, me. Uh, AFC South? No? Texans. No? Texans, yeah. Right? There's, I mean, how bad? How bad is it? Look, they, so you 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 don't want to trade your star, right? You had the chance to trade him. You don't want to trade him, and it's how bad you your star star quarterback, a top three quarterback in my book in the NFL. Forget the whole thing that's going on in the background. Top three quarterback, and he wants out of your organization. You you you. I guess you could say you already you got rid of the problem. Bill O'Brien, they gave him too much power, and I guess they 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 fixed one of the biggest issues but if watson still wants out we all know that the, the owner is a big issue particularly in a lot of the problems that go on in the texans organization and then what happens now deshaun watson finds himself in this crazy mess and not only did you not get anything back for deshaun watson now you're probably not going to have deshaun watson for the entire season now who knows yep. if he ever comes back and plays with you and Guess what? You traded away your first round pick to the Dolphins. <laughs> oh my God. You're in a bad situation, bro. This is it. It doesn't matter how you slice it. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. It, you cannot look for optimism in the future. No. There's a lot of dark clouds. Yeah. There's a hurricane in the way. <laughs> oh my goodness. And you didn't board up your windows in your home. And guess what? You live right in front of the beach. So brace yourself. Make the most out of the situation. Wow. I Have you ever seen, I'm sure we've seen it and we think about it. Has the team ever collapsed this bad whilst having a quarterback in their prime sad, and, and a superstar in their prime? I, I, I can't remember. I can't think of one. I really can't. I'm sure if we really think about it, we probably could get to something close. But this, mm-hmm. if, if you think about it, if we were to rank I guess top five collapses in history of the NFL and the Texans didn't even win a Super Bowl or even do anything considerable in the playoffs. Wow. Wow. You, yeah. 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 It, it's almost like it's the Texans in their own category, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's bad. There's no team in a worse situation than that. So with number two, who are mm-hmm. you taking? I, I have, I don't know if you and me are going to be on the same one here, but I, I have my take too, but I want to hear you first. This was this was a little hard, um, just because there's a lot of bad teams. But you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hired new coaches. They have a, a bunch of draft picks. So you have to you have to let them figure it out, right? And, and see what not they everyone's need to used do. to. <laughs> exactly. No. So and, and you know such as the Jets. You know. So but I'm not going to mention them. They're honorable mention, but 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 they're not. They're but they're not trying. Here. They're, they're trying. Exactly. Yeah. They're trying. A, a, a team, man, that I can't, I can't figure out what direction they're headed. 
and this this might this might shock you a little uh but i say seattle really wow um i think seattle has has really lived in the past does that make sense yeah, the Legion of Boom. Um, they still think they're yeah. the Legion of Boom. Yeah, and, 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 and I don't really think that it's because of uh, Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson has made the most out of that situation. And I, I honestly think Russell Wilson makes Seattle relevant. It's oh, yeah. not Pete Carroll. No, no, no. Absolutely. I don't understand what Pete Carroll's identity is. Do they want to run the ball? And then they squandered all these years with Russell Wilson. They don't give him an offensive line. It took, and it's yet, and, and then the crazy part is that Russell Wilson is such a team player. Yeah. Who have you heard of any of these quarterbacks that represent these 32 teams? And go Hawks. <laughs> go Hawks. He, he's like a cheerleader as a quarterback. Like yeah. he takes pride in, in that organization. Their defense has been atrocious. They've gotten all these players and okay, if it works, it works, but you've traded all these assets away and has never worked out. The, the one, the, the, I mean, besides the move, but the stupidest move that they made, in my opinion, is letting go, trading away Max Unger and go getting Jimmy Graham. That, yeah. That's that's when the wheels to me started falling apart because they, they substituted one thing for the other. Okay, Russell, well, you don't have any fancy little toys, but let's go get you Jimmy Graham. But I'm gonna... <laughs> Never mind that, you know, very important piece that we have at center. We'll make it work. Yeah. What? No, no. So, so, so this no is a identity. collapse that's been coming for a couple of years now. There is literally no identity. You have not hit in any of your draft picks. Shaquille Griffin's on his way out. That Rash- Rashid Penny that actually, you picked up two years ago is a he's first actually, round pick. He's already gone. Griffin, by the way. You see, there you go. You know, Rashir Penny, you drafted him last year. DK Metcalf was an outcry. Great, it hit. But a lot of the moves are questionable. You go get Jamal Adams. Uh, again, maybe prisoner in the moment kind of thing. You need that reinforcer how you did with Camp Chancellor. I don't know what their identity is. And, and, and that's why I think – I'm not saying that they have zero plans, but I, I, yeah. just, I just don't get it. Nope. I, I don't get it. In, in a division – where you're playing, where a lot of these teams are innovative. The Rams are innovative. The Niners are innovative. The Cardinals, even though we've agreed that they have a terrible head coach in, in our eyes, if you plug in a, a different head coach perhaps there, it's a whole different world, right? But yeah. the Hawks, I, I, I don't know. And you forget, I, I don't know, what to I don't know you, you kind of touched it, but you forget a little bit, their friends do. They have shanked. Draft after draft they after have. draft. If it's not because they hit on DK Metcalf and they hit on Tyler Lockett, and, 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 and dude, these are players that were picked later in the, in the, I mean, DK was a second rounder and Tyler, if I'm not mistaken, was a third rounder. Mm-hmm. These are players that they could have technically gotten somewhere. I mean, other teams could have gotten them. It's not like they were high on their picks. So it's not like the scouting department was, I mean, I guess the scouting department, you give them props, but it's the main administration that you got to give issues. I, I, I don't, I don't hate it, bro. I do not hate it. What, as is, a, what is your what is your second? I'm sure as a Niner, you're relishing on that because your arch rival is is slowly, you know, tapering off. But don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're going to tank off or they're going to, you know, suck. No, because as long as they have Russell, Russell they're relevant. Yeah, it, that's, it that's a given. But there's I, no sense of direction in that franchise. It, it's funny, though, because you touched it a little bit that they were so obsessed with running, even in the worst towards the end of Marshawn Lynch's Seattle career. He was pretty terrible. It was not good. And they have had this obsession. Chris Carson is okay. 
it, it's not bad, but why why do you force it when you got Russell Wilson? So no, I I, I don't hate it, bro. I and really you, don't. and you have a terrible offensive line that you yeah. neglected, and you, you did a Frankenstein of an offensive line. Yeah. So it almost feels like Pete Curls like these players are gonna fit my system no matter what. Exactly. I it, it's that one. ego. I, I I feel that it's an ego thing. Because, I already won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I was successful at USC. I, I, I get it. I know what I need to do. And I have to say, Josh, that it, it, the reason he's like that is because during that legend, legend of boom, during those good three, four years span, it mm-hmm. didn't matter who you put at cornerback next to Richard Sherman. It didn't matter. If you remember, do you remember this guy who used to be across him, a, a pounder, six, two played with the Brendan Browner, right? I think is his name. Remember him? Six, the the like, running back? No, no, no the cornerback. The, the opposite of Richard Sherman. This first. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was um, Brandon Browner, no? Was it, it Browner? Was Browner, I think. Was, I, maybe for director's cut, I'm kind of throwing you a bone. Correct. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were, he wasn't a good, he wasn't a good cornerback. Yet it worked because they had such a good pass rush that everything mm-hmm. worked. Everybody, no matter who you plugged in, they don't have that anymore. And, and it almost does feel like, like Pete Carroll thinks it's still happening. So I, I, don't, I don't hate it, but I'm not going to put them on my list. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I still feel that the two teams that I have remaining are still in worse situations than the Seahawks. Okay, Why? so go number two, and then number I'll provide two. you number three. Let's let's do let's number, wrap up with two. What's number two? number two, Chicago. I, I, I mean, I hate hitting. <laughs> I on had them. an idea you were going to go with Chicago, it, bro. Okay, tell me if, if tell me you're on the other side. You're a Chicago Bears fan. Tell mm-hmm. me why I shouldn't pick Chicago. Give me a reason. Sheer fandom, man. That's pretty much that's it. That's it. And, and and the other thing I would say that's kind of going for them is the fan base, the 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 what do you call it? the shield? You know the the Chicago Bears Soldier Field. You know that that that. I, I guess that gives them a chance. Other than that, I don't know. I I really don't know how I feel about Chicago. I I just. <sighs> You, you you have an issue with with Mitchell Trubisky, you you haven't found your quarterback, and what do you do? You go get yourself Andy Dalton. Are you kidding me, Andy Dalton? Really? And and you can argue he's probably a little bit of an upgrade over the Chicago uh, over Mitchell Trubisky, whatever. But really, I don't know. I, I just they got Khalil Mack going for them, I guess, but. I see. I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're saying, and and I've talked to uh, the Chicago Bear fans, uh, Princesita and Teddy. Um, I've also talked to my brother-in-law, Chicken, who's a hardcore Bears fan. And I I, I understand where you're coming from. There's there seems to be no sense of direction of where this team is headed. There's no identity in this team. Uh, I think we already had discussed this, that they should have blown it up this year. Mm-hmm. I think they were just comfortable enough to say, Hey, we make the playoffs. So we're good. You know, we, but, but yeah, I, I can't rebuttal any of the points that you made there. There's nothing that you can say that the only thing you can build off of last year is that you made playoffs. Yep. That's it. Cause your quarterback situation is the same. It didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't upgrade to a sense. You just substituted one name for the other. Um, and that is yeah, the one, we do have pieces that, coming back. I guess that's the one argument that could be made. They made playoffs, 
I think the NFC right. was a mess, to be honest. I think a lot of teams could have made playoffs that didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, so, like if okay, the Niners so don't, sure. if the Niners don't have a bad season, they're in the playoffs and the Bears aren't. Yeah. It's that simple. So but. so okay. So your your second was Chicago. So here's my third. Um, I had a tough time with this, man. I was I was trying to be, you know, optimistic and I kind of narrowed it, narrow, narrowed it down to two. And I'm going to explain why, mm-hmm. but I'm leaning towards more with the other one. Uh, I hate to say this, but one is the Raiders. Okay. Why? And if Yanka would be here, he would, again, he's the, he's the one that puts the pompons on and I'm the one that has to bring them down. Well, Yanko isn't here. Works. So let's have the realist. So <clears throat> I, I have no, I have no issue with Gruden. Gruden can coach. Uh, a lot of the things have worked. As an offense, it's elevated Derek Carr. But in a certain way, I think the Raiders are relevant. And and, and hear me out on this. <clears throat> okay. Uh, not to the same degree as Russell Wilson, because the Hawks make playoffs. But if you take Derek Carr away from this equation, it's a dumpster fire. A dumpster fire of a situation. So Derek Carr is, is the band-aid. You know, it's, it's keeping everything intact because otherwise I don't know what their identity is. All the draft picks that they've hit. I, I understand why you traded Cooper. I understand why you traded Khalil Mack, but I understand hitting, hitting on, on these free agents is hard. I mean, not in free and free agency. Yes. The rookies It's very hard to hit on, on these players coming up from college, but I, I, I don't understand what they're doing. Now they're rebuilding the offensive line uh, which was amazing. Go, you had which an amazing was amazing. Enough. Yeah. Trent Brown. I get it. Trade yep. away Trent Brown. I understand that. Yep. 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 Rodney Hudson. Why Gabe Jackson? Why? And then, and then you draft. I don't understand. The one issue that they thought that they had was when they let, when they traded Khalil Mack, they were, they were bad in sacks. So, they, they traded him, and they have not not necessarily even find the replacement, but they haven't found the piece. They're still dead last in sacks. So that's what I'm saying. They haven't addressed, and they haven't hit in free agency, nor have they hit on draft class. And they've made more problems. And, and they created – exactly. The only, the only positive about this is they're a car in my eyes, and number two, that they're in Vegas, and they're in a pretty awesome stadium. Other than that, I, I, cannot, I, I cannot see future with optimism. The next real, one, real quick, and I'm pretty you, sure. Before you transition, uh-huh. bro, just, just to make a little note on the whole Derek Carr thing. I'm mm-hmm. glad that you bring that up, bro, because the NFL fans are, are, are – that's when you realize that you go into the Twitter worlds and you go into the IG worlds and the blue, uh, Bleacher Report worlds, and fans just they're, – they're so impulsive. Because every – ah, oh, Derek, Derek, Derek Carr is, is trash. No, he's not. No, he's not. Yeah. He, he, he's, if you go back to that draft class, yeah. and I'd like to go back to the draft class, and maybe I can look it up right now, but he's probably the best one standing from those quarterbacks in that draft. Blake, Bortle, Blake Bortles was the first quarterback taken. Oh, my God. Um, Johnny Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater. Derek Carr was not taken in the first round. He was taken in the yeah. second round. I remember he was in the second round from Fresno State. So, I remember that whole thing. But and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm glad to bring it up. Because as a fan, as, as a fan and out of the Raiders, I want to say, dude, Derek Carr is an awesome quarterback. And I agree with you. But now for He's Derek Carr, issue. oh, my God. So the whole – that's bad. why to me, that's why to me this whole 
offseason of, oh, my God, the Raiders are in the hunt for, for, for uh, Russell Wilson. What? That's what you think? Why? What? That's not the Why? problem. Yeah, that's, that's not going to fix the problem. Anyway, go ahead, bro. Go ahead with your with your possible other. So my last one, I'm pretty sure I'm going to piss off a lot of people. Um, but <laughs> I think the Cowboys. I didn't. I mean, I just. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys. Um, so it's kind of crazy, man. But this is the way I see it. Uh, you waited too long to pay back. And I have no issue with that getting paid. I don't because that's what the market is dictating. You took too long and now you had to pay more than if you would have paid at the beginning. You haven't addressed the one issue that you have apparently, which was last year and the year before was defense. The worst part is that you, it seems that you hired a head coach that it it was a head scratcher. Yeah, that doesn't help. And then, okay, you load it up. And now there's talks that see what they're going to do at number 10. They're taking calls. They drafted well for the most part. You overpay for players. And that's not the team's fault. That's Jerry Jones's fault. You over you overplay for players. You compensate them more than perhaps you think they're superstars, but they're not. They're a bunch of Bs and, and, and Cs. But they're getting compensated like they're superstars. And I still don't understand what their identity is. Do they run the ball with Zeke or do they pass the ball with Dak and all those fancy weapons or they do a little bit of both on defense? What are they? Uh, They got killed last year. And again, it was injuries. They let go of the DC. Uh, You know, they, they, they went and they got themselves the offensive, the head coach from the Falcons. Byron Jones uh, left. Byron Jones left. Now here's my thing. And this is where it could be a little bit tricky. The one thing the, the one staple that every coach perhaps pride themselves on is whatever their specialty is, right? Mm-hmm. So in this case, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was a head coach, but his staple was defense. Defense. How are the Falcons on defense? Mm-hmm. Terrible. Terrible. Yep. It doesn't take long to understand what they did in the Super Bowl. 28 to 3 in the third quarter with about three minutes remaining. And defense was non-existent. And then after uh, that, they always played offense. They always played yeah. offensive well, yep. whether it could be because of the OCs that were there. Shanahan was there. Mm-hmm. They move the ball well. They have weapons galore. Matt Ryan, awesome, you know, great receivers, yada, yada, yada. But their defense has always been terrible. Let me ask you so this. So that's so the one quick, guy that yeah. you hire to fix but, the defense. But, but, but real quick, Josh, just real quick. Then think about it. Because last week you did say, though, that Todd Bowles, terrible head coach, mm-hmm. awesome defensive coordinator. Could it be? But, but Todd Bowles' defenses were not great. They were good. Mm-hmm. They weren't top 10. They were, they, oh, you understand. Okay, it's it's a Todd Bowles-led defense. A fundamental They're defense. Respectable. Yes. Yeah. The Falcons were non-existent in that thing. Yeah. And I do understand your point. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a lot of things Here, going here's, on. Here's the coach. thing. Here's the thing. I, I I agree with your takes on the Cowboys. I don't agree that they're not. I, I think they have a plan. I do think they have a plan. I, I hope so. I, I really do. I uh, Because I looked at the Cowboys the first four games of the season last year. They were getting mm-hmm. killed on defense, but they had an identity on offense. And it was all Dak Prescott. I mean, Dak Prescott, They they I feel they have a very good identity on offense. 
He goes down, and I think it changes. I honestly feel I, I feel so confident about the Cowboys that I think they make the playoffs. I really do. I really do. And, and you know me, I'm not. A, I don't like the Cowboys. I don't. I I, I don't. Think it's I it's a it's a matter. The thing that the Cowboys have going for them is that they play in a pretty. And Sorry, that's, that's, that's why I feel there has to be a plan. It's like, Hey bro, we're in the division of the, of the losers. We have a chance. There's so just have. been a bunch of questionable, but unfortunately you can't fire the owner that does not exist in the NFL. So yeah, no, that's not going to happen. What anyway, is your 13 Charlie. Um, also in the NFC North. So I actually feel that two of the worst teams in the NFC North, the De- Detroit Alliance, um, kind of with what you mentioned, you're trying to give them a chance. But I don't feel they did anything. Like you look at the at the Jets, they got themselves a good coach, and they're a, a, he's never been a coach, but a, he he did a lot for the Niners. You know the good stuff with the Seahawks when he was there. I like the mm-hmm. trend of where they're headed. You think about the Lions; they traded for Jared Goff, and and at first when they traded for Jared Goff, I really thought it was going to be one of those Brock Osweiler kind of trades where they just kind of took mm-hmm. up on the contract. But it seems like he's going to start. Mm-hmm. Really? You're, you're talking about a team that couldn't win with Matthew Stafford. And mm-hmm. now Jared Goff is your future? That's your plan? Are you kidding me? And then your best receiver, Kenny Galladay, you let him walk? What? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not going to go into it too much. I don't know what the heck the Lions are doing. The defense stinks. Their offense stinks. Their stadium stinks. <laughs> it's 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 a little bit of everything, you know. I, I don't know. I, I don't like the. I don't even hate no, on the I Lions. I see you. You know. I I I see where you're coming from. I, I think it, it, there was the a 2000s. bunch of teams. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of teams that we could have said here, but I, it's what I said earlier. I think you give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, they're 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 kind of getting it going. I lean again. I lean more towards the Raiders than I do with the Cowboys because this is already year four of this project. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen some improvements, but not enough for me to say to look at the future with optimism. Yeah. Uh, your t- there's other teams that are getting better. Uh, and I think that's what the Cowboys have working for them. Washington did get better with Ron Rivera. They that, did. that, you know, the Giants are still a question mark. The underrated Eagles are full rebuild. Right. And bro, the, the and Eagles you know, are a full rebuild. But, but the Giants the are all in. So how many how many times have we seen rebuilding teams in the NFC East win the division? Though we have seen it. Right. We have That's seen what's it. Sad. So That's we'll see. Sad. Anyway, as, as you guys have heard, you know, Mr. Yanko isn't here. He's uh unavailable. What is it? He's uh emotion- emotionally, emotionally unavailable. unavailable. <laughs> we, He's we gonna got- be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. So we're going to skip the Yanko yeet. I, I, I am going to miss it. So Mr. Yeah. Yanko, we'll be waiting for you next week. Uh, and next week's going to be fun. We'll talk about it right now to conclude. But before we, we before we jump into the butterfly effect, which won't be too long this time around, we just kind of want to get a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Right now, there hasn't been any talks about rebuilding or, or, or uh, relocating, right? Mm-hmm. I guess the only place you can do that right now is Madden. But if mm-hmm. you had to pick one team, I don't know how many you pick, but right now, Due to time, let's go with one team. Maybe it's the same one that I'm thinking. But which team would you relocate right now? And and let's forget the London. Unless you th- unless you're going to expand on it. If you're going to go London, then whatever. But mm-hmm. w- what's your take? I think we might hit on this, but I honestly think it'll probably be the Jaguars. 
I purposely um, didn't pick them, to be honest. So you just purposely to, didn't pick them. That is the most obvious choice. Yeah. The Jaguars. But, and, but there's and, a lot of we'll, reasons why I didn't, though. I, and I want you to go okay. for it. That way I can kind of just combat it a little bit. Okay. So the Jaguars. Uh, they're the bastard child in Florida that nobody cares about, mm-hmm. especially now. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay won a Super Bowl. So Tampa Bay has all the glory. Miami has been a relevant franchise. Uh, maybe not in these last years, but they have history. Oh, they got a fan base. Uh, and they have a fan base. And Jacksonville's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. you know, they have a great owner that is willing to spend a uh, shot con. And I, I just think he needs to get the team out of there. He, he needs to rebrand the team. Maybe now with Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, uh, he can get them back into relevancy, but even even when they were when they went in that hot little route with Saxonville with Blake Bortles, it was a one year then, thing. It was kind of like, and then if you think back on the Mark Brunell days, I don't know if you do remember. Yeah. I do. Mark with, Brunell with, with Tom Coughlin uh, as a Fred, coach. Fred Taylor, Tom Coughlin, and then that you know that episode where they were you know competent with Jack Del Rio, you know Maurice Jones Drew, David Gerard, uh, you know David Gerard, and then Byron Lift, which kind of the combination of yeah. both. But they've always been a me franchise so, so I, I i like i said i i, I was gonna put the jags too but i just kind of i was like if i do that we're both gonna go with the jaguars but there was also i'm curious bit, to see who, who else you picked there was a little bit of thinking on my uh, do you want me to go in my paper do you want me to just kind of say what i was gonna say the, the other jaguars? one that i would say uh-huh. but they just moved so they're not moving again. and that's why i didn't go with them also the chargers right the chargers yeah I, I, I I guess that's the asterisk just because they moved, but they got no mm-hmm. fan base, man. It's the Rams. <laughs> just watch out with Justin Herbert, though. Watch out with Justin Herbert. Watch out with that. Bro, it's, that's kind of sad, man. But anyway, like the third wheel <laughs> yeah, in no, LA. It's, it's it's bad because you actually have more Niner fans in LA. Bro, I bet you there's more people that go to the LAFC games or the LA Galaxy games. But they couldn't fill up they the do stadium. The Chargers. They couldn't fill exactly. up exactly. What is it called? The what well, used to be called the home. What was it? The I remember when it used to be the Home Depot Center. Or the Galaxy Place. Yeah. But and anyway. it's a venue of like 30,000, 30,000, yeah. 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 Anyway, real quick on the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Before Russell Wilson, and I guess you can talk about Matt Hasselbeck a little bit there. What were the Seahawks? Irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. They people They're so irrelevant that people forget that they were in the AFC. That's, they were in the AFC West with the Raiders. Yes. It, they were they are an irrelevant franchise up until the 2000s. What changed? They found themselves a good quarterback in Matt Hasselbeck, and then they found themselves franchise a good quarterback. quarterback. And so, they got a good head coach in, yes. in uh, Mike Holmgren. So my only reasoning is it could hit with Jacksonville. And, and something that gets kind of forgotten is, remember, there's no income tax in Florida. So suddenly Trevor Lawrence works and Urban Meyer works out, free agents are going to want to come to Jacksonville for selfish reasons. Money-wise, it's a lot better to take a $20 million contract in Jacksonville than it is in the, in San Francisco, California. I can see that. So that's my only take. I, I completely agree with you with, with Jacksonville. But here's my take on my team. And, and, and this, again, I'm with you on Jacksonville, but I just wanted to get outside the box. And right. before I forget, where would you move them? I, I, have, three, I have three cities that I picked. Let me, let me, let me think right quick. Okay. Um, I would say somewhere in the heart of Texas. I think Texas can sustain another football team. A San Antonio, whether it be, whether it be Antonio. Austin or San Antonio. 
Okay. Um, I I think that that football is king in Texas. So I think it could sustain another market, especially at the heart of Texas. Heck, imagine you Um, move the football team down to like the, 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 the real Valley area. Never know. (laughs) It would, it would pop. But anyway. Okay. So my team, and Mm -hmm. this is a team that's made Super Bowls, hasn't won them, hasn't won a playoff game since the nineties. So no, 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 no. The other team from intrigued. The other team from Ohio, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bungles? The Bungles. I just, sometimes even before the whole COVID, their stadiums weren't always filled up with fans. It, it almost feels like they have cool uniforms, especially the new ones that they just rolled out. I think they got a little bit of swagger in them. Chad Ochocinco, Carson Palmer, TJ Huzmanzada, you know, cool stuff back then. Mm-hmm. Eh, they're also, to me, a franchise that's very... I mean, thank you, Cincinnati, because the Niners got two Super Bowls because of you. Thank you very much. But I don't know. I, if, if, if suddenly, if suddenly, you know, you move the Cincinnati Bengals, here was my take. You move the Cincinnati Bengals to Chicago, and you have another team in Chicago, kind of like in the MLB. You got, you got, you got the, you got the White, the White Sox, Sox and the Cubbies. That's not I, bad. It, 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 it would easily hit. You know, Chicago's a big enough of a city that oh, would yeah. hit. Hit you'll put it across town and suddenly I don't know. I think it'd be cool, but that's what I was thinking. I, I would not be surprised if someone like the Cincinnati Bengals, if they don't get their act together, I could see the Bengals relocating. I really see because I, I was gonna say also the Buffalo Bills, but the Buffalo Bills have history and, and they, they have, have a, a very base. loyal fan base. Mm-hmm. They have a really low grant you, they're probably in the far east of, of the country. But I mean, even if Buffalo probably extends to Canada, yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a strong fan base around there too. So I just think it's their stadium situation more than anything. It's not really that they don't have the the support. But, I think a lot of these teams, you know, their stadium situation. It, it's not that it's the only the the only deal, but it does kind of play. It, it does kind of play into a factor. But they could probably. It, I would I would be shocked if they leave that area. You'd probably see them at the oh, Toronto. They're probably the Toronto. Yeah, Bills at that. There's point. too much history there, in my there's, opinion. There's just and, and like and, fans are hardcore there. They would sign like so yeah. many petitions, and they wouldn't even allow the Bills to leave at no, all. No, no, no. And then that kind of weather, like you would, I guess, like the, the Bills are never going dome. You know, they're never yeah. going to get a dome. Kind that, like Green that, Bay. Yeah, you don't do that. Foxborough. So, yeah, it's just you don't Maryland. do that kind of stuff. But anyway, yeah, agreed. I, 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 I agree. I like it. I like it very much. All right, bro. Let's let's go into the butterfly effect. Uh, we don't have Yanko here to do his little. What is your little pigeon noise? <laughs> Anything butter butterfly, but whatever. <laughs> the pigeon. He's, a he's fat out, pigeon. He's, he's out on his emotional retreat. So yes, he, uh, yes. He's uh he, he's not he's not uh you're listening to this probably Tuesday or Wednesday. So sorry, bro. How about you WhatsApp <laughs> us into our little group chat and uh, get mad at us? Anyway, all right, butterfly effect, bro. And this one's gonna hurt you. Um, we're gonna go back to the 2016 season. It's funny because you talked about your Raiders, how atrocious it's been since since that whole tuck row, right? We already talked about the tuck row, but we're gonna go into another devastating situation. Derek Carr is having one could argue an MVP season. I don't remember the game, what game. I don't know if it was the last game of the season or the game before the last game of the season. You can correct me on that one right now. The second to last. Second to last. They're playing the Colts, and they were they were killing the Colts. <laughs> and what happened? Killing them. Killing them. And for whatever reason, instead of just running the ball, he does this play action thing, and I forgot who the player of the Colts 
his ankle gets kind of stuck in between and he broke his ankle leg. And that is history. That was history. Derek Carr breaks his leg. And unfortunately, the Raiders are now in a situation where they were going to make noise in the playoffs. I strongly believe. I remember watching that team. They were offensive powered. Was was Michael Crabtree already on that team? He was, right? He was. So I, I remember this guy comes in, uh, the Michigan State quarterback, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Connor Cook. Connor Cook comes in for the playoffs. And they lose to the team that doesn't win ever in the playoffs with the Houston Texans. The Brock Ice Osweiler-led Texans. Uh, they had killed the Texans in Mexico that year. Yeah, I they remember. They killed them. They, they played in a Estadio Azteca. Yep. And nope. That. So anyway, let, well, not that we're trying to go back memory lane. Let's flip it. Derek Carr never gets hurt. Derek Carr let uh, Raiders make it to the playoffs. What happens? How does history change? Okay. So, so here's a, here's a situation. Um, I think that year, no matter what, Casey wins the division because it was yes. just the difference of a game. And, and Casey made, made the season sweep. They were both very close games, but Casey swept. Um, so just to kind of illustrate it, and I'm just talking uh, AFC here, okay? So the first seed was New England. Mm-hmm. They got home field advantage. The second seed was Casey, okay? Uh, the third seed was uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, the fourth seed, um, I'm sorry, no, 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 let, let me go back. The first seed was New England. The second seed was Casey. The third seed was Pittsburgh. The fourth seed was Houston. The fifth seed were the Raiders. And the sixth seed was Miami. Okay. Now, the seeding stays the same. Yep. Because, again, the Not Raiders would have won, yeah. but the Chiefs would have won. Okay. So, that game, the Texans play the Raiders. Okay. The, it's going to be a rematch. I strongly believe the Raiders with Derek Carlett team they beat the Texans. Well, you didn't lose by much to the Texans that game anyway. It was 27-14. I mean, it's... it's Connor Cook was terrible. Yeah, bro. I remember that game. but Terrible. But 13 points to have that kind of play is it's not, you know... It shows okay. that Derek Carr wins it anyway. So let's say Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh beats Miami. Talk okay, rematch. Oh, God. Pittsburgh beats Miami. So Pittsburgh wins. They beat them 30-20. to 30-12. to 12, Okay. So naturally, KC is going to get the highest seed and New England is going to get the lowest seed, which in this case, they go back, the Raiders, they play the, the Patriots. For their first now, playoff divisional game in, since the tuck rule. Now, <laughs> this is where it gets a little tricky, man. And I'm trying to keep my uh, fandom aside. Uh-huh. But that year was a bunch of gambling uh, on offense and paying off huge. So the Raiders caught a lot of teams off surprise. Why do I say that? So the opener, okay, mind you, was against the Saints that season. It was against the Saints, and they played in the Superdome. This game was crazy, man. It Monday was going night, right? back and forth. No, it was just a regular Sunday oh, it was a regular? game. Okay. Back and forth, back and forth. It came down till the end. So the Raiders tie the game. Well, they don't tie the game. They're an extra point away from beating the Saints. And I was like, what? Okay. Jack Del Rio decides to go for two instead of kicking the PAT. Yes. So what happens? Carter Crabtree, and they get it. Yep. And they win the game. 
There was a bunch. Khalil Mack was on a tear that year. Another vivid game that I remember is that he just dismantled uh, the Broncos. The four and, like, and a half sack game or something like that? The, he was just crazy, man. I remember. And then I remember this other game, too. They played the Panthers in Oakland. And that was a Khalil Mack show again, too, man. He stripped sack Cam. He intercepted Sand and took it back uh, for a pick six. It was Khalil Mack was was crazy that year. That's when he established his relevancy as a su- supreme defensive player. So everything was clicking, and not only that, but the Raiders had a great running attack with Latavius Murray, very underrated at that point. And and they had Jalen Richard and they had DeAndre Washington, but Latavius Murray was the guy, and they had Jarrett Cook. I think that year, everything was, Mark, was clicking. Was Mark Reece, Cooper was Marcel Reese gone already? He was. He was. I think at that point he was. Yeah. So Jack Del Rio was. Hey, yeah, man. In my eyes now, with everything kind of set in stone, I think they surprise the Patriots, and they have a legitimate shot at beating the Patriots in Foxborough because they just kind of came out of nowhere. Now, what happens after that? Because they're going to face Pittsburgh. Maybe Pittsburgh beats them in the AFC Championship. But think of what it does to your team reaching an AFC Championship. What it does to the psyche of your team. It's just crazy. Yeah. It builds confidence up. Your team completely understands what you're doing. You build off of that momentum for next year. And you just continue to get better. I, that's how I did, see it. Reggie did, McKenzie and, you know, say what you say about Reggie McKenzie, but he hit on the draft, man. He hit on yeah. a lot of Derek Carr, really Khalil Mack, you know, Gabe Jackson, a bunch of these players that were foundational pieces. He went to go get Rodney Hudson from Casey. He, he stole him away from Casey. So they got Bruce Irving at that one point. And Bruce Irving was a very complimentary piece to Khalil Mack because you had another edge rusher coming in the mm-hmm. other day. You know, so they had a bunch of pieces left. So I think they could have surprised New England. I'm not saying that they would maybe beat Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship, but I think they would have been relevant. And lo and behold, the best game of of the season that is they played the Falcons. The Patriots played the Falcons that year in the Super Bowl, right? Mm. The Falcons and the Raiders game in week two was freaking crazy, man. It was just a crazy game. So it just kind of goes to show you the element of surprise, perhaps. That's my take. Jack Del Rio will probably still be coaching. The whole team would Khalil Mack wouldn't have gotten traded. He would have stayed a Raider. They would have kept building. Amari Cooper might have still been there because you know he got bought off with. Uh, I think at that time the OC was uh, oh, what's this guy's name, man. He was an old school guy. I'll, I'll think about it right now. But that that's my take. It's not all crazy butterfly no. like we really do, uh, but but I just think it keeps the team intact. They become relevant and. Yeah. No, but 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 it kind of is because I'm going to start this off by saying ESPN, Booger McFarland never joins the booth. That's simple. Because John Gruden never leaves. It, it, right. John Gruden is still on, on Monday Night Football right now. That's absolutely a done deal. Correct. Jack Del Rio is absolutely still the coach. Derek Carr, to me, if he doesn't break his leg today, he is considered a top five quarterback in the NFL. I really believe that because I've seen Derek Carr. And that's why I was defending you earlier, because I feel that it is so unfair. Everything that's happened with the whole, with the whole Derek Carr, because we forget how good was that the year uh, question for you. I have two questions for you because I, I wasn't sure, but one of the questions I've, was that the year where that crazy game between the chiefs and the, and the Raiders happened 
with the push off after push off after push off at the end of the game? No, no. Okay, that was no. it. I was, I know it was. I know it was a Thursday night game, and I know it. So was that a, that was year, what they were still led by Alex Smith. Okay, okay. So it wasn't that year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I was. I was just wondering. My other question for you was, mm-hmm. when did the Raiders decide they were going to Vegas? So they were still going back and forth. Um, the following year, they they did play in Oakland again, because the whole thing is that uh, the owner really wanted a push for the Raiders to stay in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of politics and whatnot, uh, basically the team said, or not the, the city said that they weren't going to give, they weren't going to provide no funding whatsoever. Yeah. Everything was going to have to come from the owner. Yeah. I, I remember um, that. So at that point they played another year, um, in, in Oakland and then they played another one year cause they but- leased the, the, the stadium only for a one year lease. So they played two more years and then that's when they voted the year before they were going to take off because a lot of teams, a lot of people are saying, well, that last year, how is it that the team, you know, that it was going to get filled knowing that they were going to leave to Vegas because the owners voted on it. So I think long story short, they played three more years in Oakland. So the reason I asked that was because my hot take, if I can take mm-hmm. any hot take out of this, is that is, is the Raiders in Oakland? Yep. I, I Because I believe a hundred percent that the height to that new England game, they go in, and I strongly believe they beat New England. I think they lose. I the can see that. I think that yeah. it, it's such a it's such an emotional win against the against the Patriots that then mm-hmm. they collapse against the, the that Steelers offense was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. that was the lady on three Bell. Bees. Yeah, the the, the yep. big three band. killer beasts. Mm-hmm. That was in, that was the fantasy years. Oh my god! But and that's a crazy year, man. That that New England beats the Texans 34-16 in the divisional round. And then in the AFC Championship, they beat 36 to 17 the Steelers. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No, it, it absolutely is. That's why. But I do think, you know, in the AFC Championship, I think that's right. got to hype up. Suddenly, Oakland's like, ooh, you know what? These guys are, they're not, because I kind of get Oakland. The Raiders are pretty irrelevant for the longest time. Right. You know, I don't know. Who knows what would happen? But my biggest hot take is the Raiders never get to Las Vegas. You maybe yeah. have the dark hole, a new dark hole in Oakland, or maybe that they pull off. Sweet, I mean, cause look at what, look at what happened with golden state, the warriors, they, yeah. they're technically in Oakland. I mean, they, they're investing. So it's not, it's just a matter of having a winning team. Right. The Raiders did it for a while. And from it's the just, it, you know what? And, and one to blame too. Um, there's a lot of stories that go back and forth, but the other one too, to blame are the, the Oakland athletics because the athletics sound is signed this ridiculous lease at uh at that coliseum so they didn't want to leave they 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 were okay with they were that it's a dumpster of a stadium and like straight up i was i i I think it was more than anything was the mystique because the facility sucked the atmosphere was great but the facility sucked and i think it's been well documented so i I think the a's yeah the a's just kind of put just such a they were kind of irrelevant, and, and the city of Oakland was like, well, if the athletics are staying, how come you can't stay or how come you can't build elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Because their plan was to demolish the stadium, and it, that's a huge lot, a huge facility there. you know. And, and, and that might have maybe even gotten the Warriors to buy in because, remember, Oracle Arena was right next door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at that point, maybe the Warriors said, you know what, we'll build it with you. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll stick around. We'll, we'll do a state of the art and match both Jesus. fields next to each other. So it's, it's huge ramifications. I think of anything, maybe it speaks to, to the financial situation of the city of Oakland, perhaps, but just in the blink of an eye, two of the franchises 
are gone. The other one who went left to San Francisco and the other one moved to Vegas. Yeah. So crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. All right, bro. Let's go into our final section for today. Would you rather fan favorite? Always something where we can argue a little bit. Um, Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll let you. I'll let you go first. Okay. And this one, when I say Raiders, it's not necessarily the Raiders. You can, it's the same question for me as a Niner. But since you're mm-hmm. a Raider fan, this is directed to you. You have two options. Number one, your Raiders make the Super Bowl and win, but you can no longer watch football for the next 10 years. You can't, you can't turn on a football game, but you watch them win it. Option two, your Raiders stay exactly the same for the next 10 years. Best case scenario, they're one and done in playoffs. But guaranteed, they will not win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Man, why do you do this, bro? <laughs> it might be a little bit controversial, but I'm going to go with a second option for selfish reasons. I just, I just love the sport a lot, man. Yeah, bro. Um, I, I, I want nothing else than my team to be relevant and for me to have a taste of glory since O2 because it doesn't really count because they lost. And that would be so sweet, but then it would diminish. I wouldn't be able to watch them yeah. <laughs> for, for, for the taste of a Super Bowl. I'd rather them just be one and done the rest of the 10 years than just getting a glimpse of it and then not be able to watch football altogether. Yeah. That would be terrible. I, I was kind of hoping you would say that you were going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> because I, I, I'm the same way. I, I think I talked about it at least like one or two months ago. Uh, okay. That at the end of the day, I mean, we all want the Vince Lombardi. But right. how many Sundays do you enjoy in a football season? I mean, sometimes as Niner and Raider fans, you don't enjoy much. <laughs> but, but it's, but we but do. it's glorious, well, you man. Do. It's, you, you it's, do. Just, it's just It's fun. It's awesome. It's a beautiful thing. In your case, it's CBS. In my case, it's Fox. But there's nothing right. when that Fox channel turns up and you see your logo that's about to be shown on the TV. Right. Whether your team stinks, even if your team is – I've gone through my rough shares – where my team is one in 15, it's the final game of the season, and I still get excited. So, yeah. I, 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 and then, and, and then you get the cherry on top playoffs. Yeah. You're going to watch playoffs because you're a fan of the, it. doesn't matter if your team's not there, you're going to watch the games because they're awesome. Absolutely. They're, they're cool. Absolutely. You just cherish it. And yeah. then this anticipation for Super Bowl. Agreed. And then fantasy. You play fantasy. That's another incentive. At least you have that so, to look out for. I know. I know you and me. That's what kind of kept us relevant in football. That we at least we do fantasy yeah, football because yeah, normally, fantasy, by yeah. normally by like week thirteen, we're like, well, um, so that's a wrap. That's a wrap. But fantasy, we're doing pretty good anyway. Yeah. All right. So that Indeed. one was kind of easy. A little. It, at least it got you thinking. It was hard though because yeah, I know you and me both agree that the most. I mean, I would love to see. I had. I haven't present them winning a Super Bowl myself. I, I, I was actually born the year they won their last one. So they won it in 94. I was born. I was a few months old, so I didn't really get to enjoy it. Well, I wasn't so, even born the last time that they won one. Yeah. So and that was that, 83. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. So I would love to cherish that moment. And it's funny because that's what my dad tells me. He's like, I feel so sorry for you that you didn't see the glory in the sense of them winning because I, I saw it all throughout. And you... Yep. I haven't seen none of that. And that one year that we did, uh, yeah, oh. we got killed. You and me, you're both my friend, you and me. But and, and, and you know what? As a Niner, at least I've made two Super Bowls, but we still lost them. So that that's it it sucks. Still, it, it started. I still haven't recovered 
from it the sucks. Ravens Super Bowl. <laughs> it so, sucks, bro. Okay, your question. So mine is a little bit more football driven. Well, yours was too, but I'm saying more players. Not okay. Um, and let's see if you if you remember this. This is one of my all time favorite NFL players, and I'll tell you what right now. But would you rather have Ricky Williams, okay, or Derrick Henry? Ooh. Now, for those people uh, who don't know, there obviously Ricky Williams already retired. He was a sought after running back from the the University of Texas, Hook'em Horns. He was drafted by the Saints. He had tremendous years with the Miami Dolphins. And then he played for the Ravens a little bit. He was already towards the tail end of his career. And of course, Derrick Henry plays for the Tennessee Titans currently. So I'm I'm you're gonna go Ricky Williams. So I'm for sake of argument. <laughs> <laughs> what gave it away, bro? Because you 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 and your hook and porns and uh, but here's the thing, Ricky Williams, the wildcat formation is in the NFL or is not as used as much, but it's because of him. I mean that Johnny that Brown, caught Ricky Williams. You know that caught the league by storm that year. One of the mm-hmm. most baffling formations that you, if you ask me, because how mm-hmm. that worked when you have a quarterback on it's basically you're playing ten on eleven. And for the for the fans that don't know the wildcat formation, you put the running back kind of like the quarterback, but he's a little bit further back than the mm-hmm. shotgun formation. And it's mm-hmm. basically a run, no matter what. It's a direct snap. It's a direct snap to the running back. And 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 the the Dolphins of, was it, what was the year that they made the playoffs that year that they were just, they were cruising? I know, I know it was under Dave Wanstead. Was it the, was it the year it that, the, that the Patriots were, were, were he, towards ACL, uh, Tom Brady? And that's probably when they took advantage that year. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. More yeah, it was, that Matt, was the Matt Castellette. So probably 08. I mean, I mean the Dolphins, 08. the Dolphins, Dolphins were relevant. I mean, they were a relevant franchise then, mm-hmm. even though they didn't get over the hump. But um, you know, they were under, I think, Jay Fiedler. I don't know if you remember yeah. Jay, Jay mm-hmm. Fiedler. And then they had a little glimpse of Chad Pennington. Um, but they were a workhorse team. They were gonna run the ball down your throat with that huge bull of Ricky Williams. So to answer though. I'm going to go Derrick Henry just because I know you're going to go Mr. Williams. <laughs> and I'm going to go with, bro, have you seen Derrick Henry next to normal human beings? Or, or have he's you seen a, Derrick Henry next to normal football players? Oh, my God. 6'3". He's, he's a big boy, man. He's a big boy. And Derrick at the Henry. end of the day, there's no more important player to a team than Derrick Henry is to the Titans. Yep, I said I don't it. know if you saw this uh, Bleacher Report. Um, he was squatting. Oh. insane bro yeah. yeah insane yeah it's, but uh, for the sake of argument i think uh ricky williams embodies that old school running back that was a bruiser he would run through you he would stiff arm you he was athletic enough that he would run right by you uh ricky williams is an all-time great and if you don't know who ricky williams is youtube his highlight reel yeah he's still one of my all-time favorite running backs that boy was a beast, man. And then when he had the dreadlocks, he was, you know, he was awesome. And, Williams. And, and for you boys that like fantasy football, woo! Special. That was a beast, man. That was fun. That was fun. All right. So, so I guess both questions were, you could have gone with either answer, really. You know? Yeah, it wasn't very controversial. Wasn't, but... wasn't too controversial. It, it makes it harder when it's only two. 
on the in this yeah. scenario it's 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 a lot easier for for everyone to get the same question guys right. um don't forget uh we actually didn't get a, a mailback question this week so don't forget to send them in uh that's why we got the instagram send it in to cyj underscore podcast that's our instagram hat uh hashtag i know what is it what do they call it? Handle, I guess, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then our our email is cyj.podcast at gmail.com. Send us in a question or just text it to us. Call us or send us a voicemail. Kind of like uh, our friend Gilbert sent it a few weeks ago. That'd be cool. Correct. If you want to go ahead and, and send it in, that'd be uh that'd be pretty cool, just for the sake. So that's just that's that'll be our segment for the actual mailback. And to conclude, do you have anything in the director's cut, my friend? Uh, I think we already talked about it. We kind of directed it as we went. Um, you know, we talked about Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Richard Penny. Uh, it was Brendan Browner, the OC of the coach that I was telling you, the Raiders, the offensive coordinator then when it was Derek Carr's MVP season was Bill Musgrave. Uh, so that was just a few tidbits here and there. Okay. And such as what I've been doing is um, the draft. Since we're approaching the draft, it's just providing some feedback. That way you guys get some perspective regarding uh, previous NFL drafts and also their success rate. So this is the 2009 NFL draft. Okay. The 2009 NFL draft. Uh, Number one overall was Matthew Stafford to the Detroit Lions quarterback. Uh, Number two, Jason Smith. He went to the Rams tackle. Uh, Number three, Tyson Jackson, defensive end, Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, Aaron Curry, Seahawks, linebacker. Number five, Mark Sanchez, Jets, quarterback. <laughs> he did make two AFC championships. He did. Number six, Andre Smith, Bengals, tackle. That was a great pick. Yep. Uh, number seven, Darius Hayward Bay, Raiders, wow. wide receiver. Ooh. Num- number eight, yeah. Eugene Moore, Jacksonville Jaguars, tackle. Uh, I don't know if you remember this guy. Uh, number nine, BJ Raji, Packers defensive tackle. Bro, he's a big uh, dude, bro. Do you remember, he 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 was actually in the original State Farm commercials. With, he was. With, with, That's right. With, and it was his little dance, bro. That was <laughs> a little disturbing. But uh, so for it you, was. so for you Packer fans that uh, that like Mr. Rogers nowadays in the discount State Farm double commercials, check. Go back and he was cool up. before the discount check. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, number ten, Michael Crabtree. 49ers uh, number by the 11 way, that uh, on a holdout that year and he didn't end up playing was. Like week eight or week nine crazy right yeah. and he had something with his foot i think because yes. he was in the draft and i remember he was like in a wheelchair yeah uh number 11 aaron mabin buffalo defensive end number 12 no sean moreno broncos running back he was number good with 13 he was number 13 brian O'Rakbo, washington football team linebacker not bad Check this one out. Number 14, Malcolm Jenkins, Saints defensive wow. back. Number it, it 15. Almost, real quick, it almost feels huh? like he got better with time, though, Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, he did. He, he aged well. He aged well. Uh, number 15, Brian Cushing, Texans linebacker. Ooh, that guy was a beast, man. Yes, he was. This was a bust. Number 16, Larry English, Chargers linebacker. Yep. Number 17, Josh Freeman, Buccaneers quarterback. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. That's like the poor man's version of Jameis Winston. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Great way to put it. Number 18, Robert Ayers, Broncos defensive end. 
number 19, Jeremy Macklin, Eagles, wide receiver. Good player. Very good player. Number 20, Brandon Pettigrew, Lions, tight end. Check this one out. Number 21, Alex Mack, Browns, center. Stud, bro. Stud career. Number 22, Percy Harvin, Vikings, wide receiver. Okay, pause. Dude, that career was weird. That career was yeah. – that boy had all the talent in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it was uh, what was his he had a he had headaches, migraines. No? Migraine migraines. Issues. Yeah, bro. As you somebody remember? that suffers through migraines, oh man, and then getting in a contact sport in football. Imagine trying that to guy's go crazy, game. bro. Yeah, bro. It's That's crazy. why they said yeah, they, but, they said he had like anger issues because, and I can't yeah, imagine with all that. Yeah, yeah. remember and when he, he got was, traded and, to Seahawks, and then yeah. it looked like they, they went to the Super Bowl, up. right? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he had a really good glimpses at Minnesota because he was. He was crazy, man. And I remember him in Florida uh, when he was playing with Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. He, that boy was crazy, man. But he, he just kind of washed what, out. That was the it. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, right? Mm-hmm. Um, number 23, Michael Orr. Wow. Baltimore Ravens tackle. Blindside. Mr. Blindside. Number 24, uh, Peria Jerry Falcons defensive tackle. Don't remember him. Uh, number 25, Vontae Davis. Dolphins. Wow, look at that. Yeah, good good player. Number 26, Clay Matthews, Packers, linebacker. So 09. Look at that. Oh yeah. 09. Feels like he's been around longer. <laughs> I know, right? It, it seems that remember it was that year where uh all the I think there was like three three crazy linebackers were coming out with Clay, yeah. Brian Cushing, and it was another dude too from, mm-hmm. from USC. Uh number 27, Donald Brown, Colts running back. Uh number 28, Eric Wood. Bills center, uh, 29, Hakeem Nix, Giants wide receiver. Good player. Um, number 30, Kenny Britt, Titans wide receiver. Uh, that was crazy. All the, he was, you know what? He almost, it almost, he almost looked like Randy Moss. Kenny yeah, Britt to me. Like, like you just, looked at, at Kenny Britt and it was identical. And then it's like, you saw them and I was like, oh man, this guy's made from Chinatown. <laughs> I was like, this is the rip up. Yep. yep. <laughs> Uh, number 31, I don't know if you remember this, Beanie Wells, Cardinals yes, running back. Yes, bro. He ended, crazy. Up, he ended up in Pittsburgh, I think, at some point. Yeah, he just he had a flash in the pan, and then he just disappeared, man. Uh, and then the last one, number 32, Evander Hood, Steelers defensive end. don't remember him, to be honest. So there is your portion of the 2009 NFL draft as we continue to ramp up and get closer and closer to the draft. So before we conclude, I'm going to just go ahead and let you guys know what's uh, what's going to happen next week. So we are now, basically, we got one podcast left, and then it's the draft. So what are we going to do? Well, in the next couple of days, uh, Josh, myself, and Yanko will be getting together to have our first ever CYJ podcast mock draft. Now, we're not going to stream the podcast live just because... Uh, it, 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 it might take a while. We don't know how much it's going to take and we want to make sure that it's, it's done right. So what we'll be doing next week is we're actually going to dedicate practically the entire show just to analyze our draft. We might not have time for, for would you rather butterfly effect? None of that. We're going to dedicate the entire episode, right? Josh, just to the draft. It's the final week. By then we should, I wouldn't be surprised that we have any, any final trades. I'm hearing a lot of chatter with the, the dolphins. Apparently teams are looking into trading with the dolphins. So you might ask, oh, how are you guys going to do the mock draft? That's going to be interesting. So what we have actually done is we have actually uh, 
given each one of us a particular team. So there's 32 teams. One of us has 10 teams. One of us has 11 teams and the other team has another, the other guy has another 11 teams. So what we did is we basically just went in order. Yankel starts with the first pick. Then it's Josh with the second pick. Then it's Charlie with the, with the third pick. And what's cool about it is any team that has a, a second pick uh, in that same first round, ironically, I was trying to make it work and I didn't have to struggle. They just, it kind of just hit like it just hit. So guys, if your team, I, I know we have, I, what do we have? We have cowboy listeners. We have Chicago Bears, Bears listeners, listeners, Steelers listeners, Steelers, um, Raiders listeners, Raiders, um, Packers listeners, Packers listeners. Uh, we have all kind of all over the map. So I'm gonna go by the main ones. So you tell me if we if we have a if we have a a friend that you know listens to uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I know I don't know anybody who listens no, to us. I, Jets, no, so. and uh, Niners. So obviously the first pick that would that I guess the name that we know Niners. That's going to be picked by yours truly. Um, it kind of had to be that way, I think. It didn't make sense. Otherwise, so I'll be there. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, no. Bengals, no. I, uh, Dolphins, there might be Dolphins fans out there. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah. I, I'm the I'm the owner of the Dolphins here as well. Detroit Lions, I'm going to say no. Carolina, no. Denver Broncos, I do know that we have some Denver Bronco fans out there. Uh, ironically, yeah. this one's also me. So, so far. Uh, okay, here we go with one. The Dallas Cowboys at number 10. Yanko is the owner of the Cowboys in this scenario. So mm-hmm. if you're a Cowboys fan, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm letting you guys know who the owner is, pitch them ideas. Because what we're going to actually do is we're going to trade. There's going to be trades. If there, if there happens to be a trade, we're going to negotiate like if we were the GMs of this scenario. So what would you do? Bring them ideas. Pretend you're the scout. Come to us and, and, and bring us why you think we should draft that player there. Uh, the New York Giants, we might have people who are the Giants fans. Uh, Josh, mm-hmm. you are the owner of the Giants. Philadelphia Eagles. I know for a fact we have Philadelphia listeners. Uh, Charlie, that would be myself. Los Angeles Chargers. We also have fans. We have one fan. I just know one person in the world who's a Chargers fan. Alex, my friend. Um, he's uh, Yankel. Yankel will be Chargers. Minnesota Vikings. I don't know anybody. New England Patriots. I, 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 there's a guy that we know that, that likes the Patriots. So I'm, 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 I'm going to be owner of the Patriots. Uh, bro. <laughs> And, uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Well, we have friends here. And Josh, you will, yours truly will be the owner nice. of the Las Vegas Raiders. Then we got uh, Charlie once again with the Dolphins, Washington football team. I don't know. Oh, I do. I do know some friends. So Yanko will be the uh, Washington football team. The Chicago Bears. I know that one's a, that's going to be one that will be very, nice. very, very looked upon. Josh, Very you have nice. the honor of, tr- of, have of the drafting. Honor. Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans, New York Jets, Pittsburgh Steelers. I know we got friends that listen. Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. I am the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, once again, Jacksonville, Cleveland. I don't know anybody who likes the Browns. The Ravens, no. The Saints, no. Green Bay Packers. Josh, yours truly will have the opportunity to draft for the Packers. Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs. There might be some Chief fans out there. Yanko. And Josh, you get the, the honor bucks. of picking with the Bucks. So the rules, we're going to treat this like you are the owner of that team. You are allowed to trade with your own teams as long as it kind of makes sense. So we're going to try to make it as realistic as possible. And we'll see what happens. We're probably going to be way off. Uh, we'll see what happens. We're able to now, trade. By you mean by trades, it's only the teams, only the teams that you're taking care of. No, is that you accurate, can, or you is can, that between you, th- all three? Yeah, all three so I us. can offer you stuff. All I'm saying is, 
if we happen to get involved, like, let's say I'm, I'm the Niners, right? I have Charlie and I want to trade with the Dolphins for some reason. I'm both Charlie and Charlie. You guys are going to basically have to have going to have to, obviously Josh, I think just got distracted with the soccer game there right next to him. Um, what happened, bro? Can you just tell me by the way? Uh, it's just uh, Leon almost scored. Leon and Juarez are Leon and Bravos are playing right now. Okay, uh, so I'm allowed to trade with my own teams, but obviously you. it's gonna have to be approved by you guys, just so it doesn't. And we're gonna do this live, technically. Yes. Uh, we're gonna do it live, like we're gonna be talking about it, but we're not gonna transmit that podcast live. We're just gonna analyze the podcast, just because it might take a while. We yeah. we saw that, and it might take a Last while. Week. So. Yeah, so we want to make sure that we come back and we'll analyze it in depth. We'll probably do like a three minutes per pick, three times yeah. 32. It's about 90, 90 minutes overall. So we're probably right. going to expand a little bit. So that's what we're going to do. It's an exciting time. It's yes. an exciting time. Draft draft is always exciting, man. It, it gives you the first glimmer of uh, hope for, yeah. for a franchise, for a team. Optimism is in the air. Uh, you always kind of question whether, you know, what moves are going to make, what your team uh, is going to do, uh, it, it, it's cool. It, it adds an element, a, a great element, especially for, you know, I think this year, it happens every year, but I think this year, since there's so many quarterback hungry teams, there's going to be a lot of players, man, that are going to fall on the yeah. board and fall in the laps. A lot of like the mid tier teams that are picking towards kind of like the middle of the draft, mm-hmm. they're going to reap into the reward. I, and then I really and it's funny so. you say that too. Because I think this year, more than ever, the top 10 picks have more value than ever. Because last mm-hmm. year, with the whole thing that happened with college football, we, we really don't know. There's not a lot of – there's still a lot of uncertainty. So, there is. after the 10th pick and, – and with that in mind, with the quarterbacks, they're going to go, and let's say to the 13th pick, it almost feels like your first-round pick doesn't – it doesn't have as much value as it used to in other years. Correct. So, yeah. it'll be interesting. I'll, I, one question, Yank, Josh. We can just state it here, and we'll just let Yanko know. How are we going to draft on this? Are we going to go based off of what you would do as a GM? Or are we trying to guess what's going to happen? That's and I think I, I think that's hard, man, because there's two different perspectives. You always get those teams that you know they need a, a, a different, a, say, like on the defensive side. But the they Cowboys. like to go, the Cowboys. Yeah, they like they to go, go with offense. Yeah. So I think it's hard to predict either way. I would just, I would think if for our sake, it's better what we think the okay. team should do. As long as it's kind of realistic, right? You're not going to oh, be yeah, like, of course. you're not going to be, be like, like Johnny yeah. Magzell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, okay. you know, kind of aligning towards the need and kind of sort of how the team thinks, but aligning it like your, your take. Absolutely. That way there's more authentic to it. And we don't kind of, you know, because this drafting is getting everywhere man everywhere media yeah. attention all the big shows are talking about it constantly so i'm a fan of a lot of these shows that way it does kind of influence your way of kind of like thinking your decision yep. making you just kind of base it out of like you like what you think they should do perfect so i like that i will do that um we'll let you guys know we'll probably mm-hmm. put it on our instagram we'll probably put mm-hmm. the results up there and then we'll actually mm-hmm. analyze it during that'll be show. cool see who who is like more accurate yeah 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 we'll see what just what's up cool. And uh, with that in mind, uh, another thing to note is we will be having a podcast during draft. We don't know exactly how it's going to function yet, but uh, Yanko has been very emphatic about mentioning this. If you are a fan of one of, of one of these teams that we'll be drafting and you want to come on our podcast, let us know. We're not going to put it out there. 
It's, it's only through this show. So if you're listening and you want to come in, let us know. Talk to us privately. You don't have to be on throughout the whole show. Maybe you can just give us your take on your team. If you want to join us for the whole show, heck, awesome. We'll, we'll let you know the credentials for our Zoom and, and just come on in. Uh, we're not, like I said, this isn't really a public invite for everybody. We're not going to let everyone know. But if you're listening to the show, you are formally if you're a loyal invited. listener. Yep. Yes. And I mean, next week, we will give this reminder out as well. So if you're a loyal listener, Thursday of the draft, you are formally invited to join us for the draft. Josh, anything else you got going on? No, man. It was uh, straightforward stuff. We certainly did miss uh, Junko. And I'm sure we're going to get a, you know, his, uh, his take on a lot of these points next week. And I think this... Um, you know, this this whole thing is going to add a lot of drama, a bunch of drama. You know, the draft is I agree. perspectives. I agree. It was, uh, you know what? It was funny because it almost felt like there wasn't a lot of content, but it's always, that's why it's fun. Oh, and is. that's why we started this podcast because we, we can talk football all day long. Can you only imagine when the season kicks oh, off? Oh my like, God. We might have to do the, two a week. <laughs> all the th- all the knowledge that's going to ooze from your brain, Charlie. As we, as we are simultaneously watching Monday Night Football. My. Oh, oh that's going to be my. sweet. It will. Sweet. Yanko, we missed you. Bro, Josh, this is Charlie. This has been fun. This has been another edition of the CYJ. Peace.